Geeks! Geeks! <laughs> the look in your face was, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, hello, welcome back to the Geek. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done the rigmarole of the normal Did I have to show. Say it again after that geek? Did you just bring that? No, we're just going to keep going. Okay, sweet. Fuck it. Uh, hello, welcome back to the Wee Geeks uh, show. Not the horror show, which is what I <laughs> want to say, because that's, that's all we do now. Uh, where, oh, fuck, it's all fucked. I have a rigmarole for this, and it's fucked, right? Do you know why? Why? Because we don't do it anymore. Yeah. It should be every single Tuesday we put up another entertainment podcast where we talk about topical games and movie stuff. You got to keep in rhythm. You got to keep a, a, a you know, ritual going on. You I know. Just, you get rusty. And now it's all gone because uh, we don't do the show very much anymore. And if anyone's listening who uh, preferred this show and not a horror show, tough shit because we yeah, don't, this, we is don't do we, this is what is happening now although this week you're getting three regular shows or say regular we're still not doing the normal stuff we used to but you probably don't know it's right so i'm gonna tell you mm. what we used to in the mm. glory days yeah uh we'd get together once a week it's really nice because you're in la you live in la mm-hmm. i do uh you appreciate um how weird and lonely the city can be when you move here yeah absolutely so we have a lot of friends and a lot of people who moved here from different places um around the world and they're all obviously in different parts of LA because everyone gets to LA and they're like, oh, we're going to hang out every day. Yeah, sure. And then they live on the opposite side of LA and you're like, I'm never going to see you. Well, that's kind of a reason why like, it's been a bit of a challenge for us to actually c- connect is because, you know, um, you, you're on the, what is this considered? The I mean, as west as you can go before you hit the ocean. As west and I'm in North Hollywood. So it's kind of like... Different y- worlds. Yeah. So if, before you come here, you kind of go, yeah, I'll just... You know, jump on something and yeah. come and say good day. People don't appreciate. Good day means good day. Ah, are you Australian? I'm Australian. <laughs> I was going to pretend, I was going to do an American accent the whole time because <laughs> I, I think I can. But then, obviously, if I tried doing it for long enough, the you'd start seeing the, the holes, cracks, the cracks, yeah, yeah. Would begin to show. Yeah, um, yeah, and it used to be really nice because every single Tuesday or well, Monday we'd record. We'd bring a bunch of friends around. It used to mm-hmm. be me, Alexander Chard. Uh, Justin came in later Nate started the podcast with us four key members and then we started bringing in some other people um, and we just record every week and it was nice because in LA yeah you don't get to see your friends that often so mm-hmm. once a week we could meet up we'd play some video games for now order some food and then come through and do a podcast about what's going on that week in movies and games topical yeah. news to look mm-hmm. at a box office all that fun stuff um, and it was a lovely way to catch up with your friends a lovely way to stay on top of the industry as mm-hmm. well which is kind of nice mm-hmm. But it's a fucking hassle. And we did that for about two years. And it's such a hassle. Because it would take me four hours to prep each time to get right. through news and like curate it all. Yeah. Sort out box office. Um, and it's a lot the, to wade through. Yeah. And people had to come so far. Lots of my friends live out in Pasadena or in Silver Lake and oh, stuff. It's man. a long way for them to come here. Yeah. They were very lovely and would do it once a week. Um, so, yeah. And then we started doing a horror show for fun mm-hmm. every Friday. And that became way more popular our listeners were listening to that way more than our regular show well this is like horror in general it's like people just don't really it doesn't get tired genre fans love it people have a thirst for it um and also it's you can go back to it at any point it's like with a topical show the problem is who's going to go back to a show from last year Mm -hmm. to listen to what happened that week in filming Mm -hmm. it like no one really cares um so unless we're doing a special review of something Mm -hmm. people aren't going back so then we just graduate well the horror shows we can also pre-record them Right, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you do do them week by week, but sometimes you can get some done in a month and then release them next month. You get a month off doing shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why this is not a history of this podcast, but I thought yeah, I'd bring it up great, today because it's uh, it's now we're here. Yeah, it's, I, I I like hearing it. It's yeah, it's, it's a joy, isn't it? Yeah, bringing me in. So what we're doing now would normally be a special cast. That's what we used to call it when we would like look at one specific movie or mm-hmm. something like that. 
Now it's just a regular show. Okay, great. <laughs> regular shows, whatever we want. Well, I'm planning, actually, we're going to do a regular show just on depression in the uh, entertainment industry. Depression uh, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Okay, great. Because most of my friends, including myself, struggle with depression. Yeah. And we're all creative people. And we want to be able to tell our stories pretty openly and discuss yeah. that a little bit. So we're going to do that. Look forward to that. Well, that sounds good, actually. Joy fest. Yeah, because yeah, everyone experiences some kind of... For yeah, sure. Um, in a turmoil. To but not today. Place. Not today. I mean, maybe. We'll see where the oh, films well, take us. A little, actually, after what we're going to be talking about today, I did experience a bit of a, 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 a drop-in a... enthusiasm <laughs> or a, what, what is the point type of uh, feelings that, yes, you know. I hear. Uh, but if you are new to us, you now know too much, arguably. Um, <laughs> and hello, welcome. Please go over to wearegeeks.com. Wearegeeks.com. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> where you can branch out to all of our social medias and you can also uh, do the important thing because we don't do any patrons we don't do any banner ads yeah. we don't do any sponsorships yeah. because we made a pledge on our first episode of we're never going to make money from this show okay great which is you know I'm not regretting that now <laughs> no we no, get emails from people yeah. saying do you want a sponsorship we're like no we made a pledge yeah, especially when you've just described it as being a, a weekly job that you have trouble doing yeah and that's exhausting and tiring and not getting paid for it that does sound like if, imagine if you were getting paid for that I had to watch 11 Hellraiser shows <laughs> like that was you would definitely show up that was yeah. tough man multiple times yeah. um, no so the only way you can support us is by going to iTunes typing in We Are Geeks finding us Geeks. subscribing and <laughs> subscribing and rating uh that would mean a whole lot it takes you 30 seconds yeah you can do it right now do it, don't don't do it right well you can you can do multiple things can, on the phone because it's a podcast yeah just, just pause it just just pause it we're not live <laughs> i mean we are for us otherwise yeah, it'd be we weird. Are right now yeah um uh, please do that it does help us out a lot so today today i'm sitting here with my new friend ryan gibson hi guys um did i say who i am i forgot no i'm your host al white whatever Ryan Gibson. Hi. Actor. Actor. Comedian. Well, no, I was, t- I was saying this to a friend yesterday. Um, I have pe- friends who think that I'm... I don't think I'm that funny, but people, some people out there... If people I'm, laugh at you, you're a comedian, I think. Uh, yeah. Whether it's with you or at you. Sure. It's just how you sell that. Incidentally, I think I'm funny sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If you keep saying geeks every time I say geeks, geeks. Then, then you're very funny. Um, we met on the festival tour mm-hmm. um what was it september september yeah it's like three months ago now three months Quarter ago. of a year ago yeah that's crazy it felt it feels like a long time ago but really oh, thanks when you when you're on the page it's it's not too long it feel i mean given that we have already explored that we live on polar uh, opposite ends of the same city. los angeles mm-hmm. yeah um, so we met at Fantastic Fest in Austin, which is a great festival, and you can go back through our, I forgot which episode it is, but we did a great review of a lot of Fantastic Fest films, if you go through our archives. Um, yeah, I was there with my film Starfish, you were there with FP2. Mm-hmm. Beats of Rage. That's the one. Because uh, you say the colon, FP2 colon. Yeah, Beats colon, Beats of Rage. Um, by Jason Trost. <laughs> which, again, I'm gonna, I have to like be honest, as you well you know, I haven't got to see it yet. Yeah. And I'm pissed. Because it's not available yet, is it? No, it's there is a game. There's going to be um, it's going to be showing at Alamo Draft House. Oh, I it? think in a couple. Yeah, um, I think in January. So there's a, a limited in run. Austin. Yeah, awesome. So they'll be screening there. So do check it out. Um, I actually don't know if there's anything on the website or anything yet. And um, it's going to be playing around the country in some cinema, um, theaters. Amazing. I say, you say you're from England. You say I cinema. Say cinema. Yeah, well, Cinemas? because it's theaters where you go to watch a play. I know it's kind of weird. I always go. I always reflect on it when I'm watching a movie going, why is this called a 
like why do Americans call cinemas theaters? I don't know because surely that gets confusing. Exactly. What do you say when you want to go to the theater, theater to see a play? I'm going to go to the theater theater, or I'm going to go to the stage theater, mm. or the the live. Or maybe theater. just no one goes to the theater yeah. in America, so you don't need to differentiate. Yeah, but then also people go to see bands. They go go and see a show. Uh-huh. Go what? What would you say for that? I'm going to see a band. Oh, uh, I'd say a gig. A gig or a band? Yeah, I'm going to go to a gig. I'm not going to see a show. No, I wouldn't say show. No. What, what do you do when you watch a TV? A show for me would be like Broadway or something oh, like but that. But also watching TV. You're going to watch oh, a show. Oh, I was watching a show. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You're going to want to mount your mic a little bit more. Mount it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you you go, can go. bring it close. You can move it. Do what you want to do. Is that good? Yeah, that's better. i got to get my um, podcast mic technique going. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, folks. Um, what's the deal? Um, okay, cool. So you're showing in places next year. Yeah. Um, we'll report on that then. You let me know. And when we get, when we get closer, I'll, we'll... We'll talk about it again. And you've spoken about all this, the, the folks in the, the pod, fun stuff, podcast fun world know about the great news about Starfish and stuff and what's happening with that. I'm not allowed to say too much, but yeah, we will also be screening in some cinemas. I don't know that one though. So we should talk yeah. about how how you go, who you talk to, because we need yeah. to talk to someone there because I'd love to show in Austin again. Yeah. That was a great, great. We're in some Alamos, I can say that, but I can't say which ones yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What is going on? So yeah. Very happy to have you here. Thank now, you. Now, we had a pact. We right? did. And, and <laughs> we did. I feel terrible. When we met, so we met there, we got along, we hung out yeah. around films. It's a nice community atmosphere at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people there. Oh, thank you. You too. Um, not anymore. Um, yeah. And then we decided, let's go see Bumblebee together. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went and saw Bumblebee without me. Yeah. But we made a new well, pact. I did invite you though and you weren't available you, and you did on kind the of day and you said that m- you might be going back and you'll be in touch you said you were definitely let's you know let's just say no one's to blame yeah that's right um, <laughs> let's say LA is to blame LA is to blame but geographically so that was one of the things that bonded us when we chatted was you were big into Transformers oh, huge um, I've got I've got an Autobot symbol on my right shoulder do you really I do I mean you got a lot of layers on right now like I'll show you. I'll just show you. This is good for audio. Oh my goodness, you do. I do. It's that fade. is proper. It's fading a bit, but I've got it done in a kind of a an red um, blood ink. So it would, because I wanted it to kind of just fade like it was a um, a birthmark. I want oh, it to look like I was born oh, with this. That <laughs> is crazy and cool at the yeah. same time. Yeah, because I got this done. I remember also when I was at drama school in my third year, I went to a drama school called NIDA in Sydney. Okay. And we had this um, kind of TV, film and TV component. And uh, we went out to one of the film schools to do, or actually went to the ABC, which is the Australian Broadcast Commission, which is like the BBC of okay. Australia. And I, I, see mem- you, I see what you guys did there. Yeah, I know. We, 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 <laughs> uh, we like to think we're separate, but we're just really riding the coattails of... ABC. Yeah. It's nice. But, um, yeah, I remember I had a, a VHS copy of uh, the first uh, um, se- season. This is another thing as well. We, series, actually. We're, yeah. Because right. seasons in America, they always it's, call it seasons, don't they? Is it that way around? Uh, but, around? but everyone's saying seasons now. Yeah. Because of Netflix and yeah. HBO and stuff. And box, basically watching things by box. And the box. series would just be the entire thing, wouldn't it? Like Game, yeah. Game of Thrones is a series. Yeah, you wouldn't break it up. Or you'd go first and second series, wouldn't you? Well, I think in the UK, that's what you used to have growing up, was like DVD box sets would be series one of Buffy or whatever. Yeah. But no, it should be season one of Buffy. Yeah. Series is everything, I guess. Yeah. I think America got that one right. Yeah. Well done. Well done, America. <laughs> But basically, I was all saying was I had a VHS copy. I remember showing it in my third year at drama school, and episode, like, and people going, 
Ryan, grow up. You're just, that's insane. <laughs> it was just something we were watching on a, a VHS machine they had there. Mm-hmm. And I've, yeah, and basically in 2000, it was, came back for me because I, I don't know with Star Wars as well. Mm. It took a hiatus in my childhood. So I got too cool. F- too cool for too Star Wars. Too cool for Star Wars. I got a bit too cool for Transformers as oh well. Oh, my goodness. And then eventually I went, you know what? I think it's time to bring it back. And I, I got onto Transformers, the Transformers train. Yep. Before it became Bayformers. Well, for sure. Yeah. Which town? So when do you get your tattoo? I got into uh, the the summer of not between ninety nine. So the thing is, what we have to know about Australia is that obviously it's southern hemisphere. Yeah. Summer and winter are opposite things. Yeah. So it's it, it was basically it was like this time of year, and I got it done over the summer. So it was 99 to 2000. So okay. that's when I kind Just of Just before tattoo. the end of the world, Y2K was about to yeah. happen. You were in a panic. I was in a like, panic. Better, who cares? Do what you want to do. Yeah. So I spent all my money because I didn't think what money Spend would, the money, get yeah. all the tattoos, sleep with all your friends, whatever. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's like basically, yeah, the um, Y2K asteroid is approaching Earth and we've got to fuck right now. Yep. Can we swear on this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, it's too late. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Y2K was definitely, I was, I was just asking everyone to fuck me. So, yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? It's <laughs> not now. You can't be friends with any of those people because <laughs> the world didn't end. There you go. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we we're just talking about this just before we start recording. 1984 was when Transformers started. The car- the, yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. And it actually finished 1987. The, okay. Yeah. Just three years. Apparently, that's what. This is what the internet's telling me. Yeah, I don't, and I trust it with my life. I mean, it came back, but we're talking Generation 1. Three, we're not talking about Beast years. Wars. Not talking about... We're not uh, talking about Transformers Prime. That was one, wasn't it? Transmorphers? Is that one or is that something else? I think... So, basically, it's G1 Transformers. Oh, here we go. Then there came... And, like, and then there was like J- Japan then jumped on board as well. There was the Headmasters. Ooh. But like, I think... It sounds sexy. There's a whole thing, right? Because like Transformers... Do we... Do we do you want to hear about what I basically know about it all? I mean, it depends how long that's going to take. It's us. going to be very brief because obviously okay. they were known as um, other toys in Japan. Yeah, and basically they wanted to market it to um, for, through Takara Bandai, which is now I think Bandai Takara. Okay, and then they went. Uh, I think they wanted to get the toys over into America, so they came up with a whole story arc of like Transformers. Right. Um, and well, and just to clarify, were the toys first? The toys were first, okay. and they, were, they actually poached them from a various different rank, uh, series of toys. Right. Um, but I think under the same umbrella as Takara, Bandai, and then um, and they obviously they're in the States, it's Hasbro. Yeah. Which then took over Kenner, eventually absorbed Kenner from the Star Wars range and stuff. Okay. Anyway. Um, and you, yeah, so and it was a Japanese cartoon, animation, Japanese animation studio that was approached by American... Um, business heads. That's that's why I just pulled that out of my. I mean, better than business elbows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what happened. Um, I know it's actually a lot in the eighties. Like people forget or don't know, but like Thundercats was a Japanese animation. It was yeah. just funded by America. That's that's right. Um, and it's actually a lot of the people who animated Thundercats went on to animate Ghibli films, like Spirited yeah. Away and stuff like that, or the early ones. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, there was a weird crossbreed of. Japan and America yeah. in the 80s with stuff where people are like, oh, I'm not into anime. I'm like, well, you technically are. Well, you kind of are. But you're also not. Did yeah. you watch Battle of the Planets or... Yeah. You know, which is a redubbing Mysterious of- Cities of Gold. Oh, my goodness. Which never ended. <laughs> yeah. forever. That show, it probably did end, but it didn't feel like it ended. Nah, never ended. Still going. Astro Boy. Still happening. 80s Astro Boy. Yes. Good times. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, 
I let's we're gonna let's talk about Bumblebee. <laughs> let's get straight into and it, Aquaman, folks. shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only sixteen minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is. I think everyone's having a great time. I'm getting a little chilly as well because I kind of need to. I want to get my jumper. Do you want to get a jumper on? I kind of want to get my jumper. Don't do you have anything else you can just like talk about with Transformers for a minute while I just grab my jumper? Yeah, I can do that. All right. Um. So basically, uh, yeah. So there's. <laughs> Actually, I could do like, uh, all right. <clears throat> I could just do my my Optimus Prime, I suppose. So um, while while Al is just getting his jumper, I'll do a because a, a movie came out, the Transformers, the movie came out in 1986, which is actually trying. Um, it was actually I was just talking about Transformers, the movie, the 1986 movie. Oh yeah. Which starred. Um, well, it's now been... This is no longer the case, but it was um, Orson Welles' last movie. But since Netflix brought out his... Uh, the movie that was kind of never released. Oh, really? His hidden movie. Who fucked with that? Yeah, I so fucked with all that. I love the Unicorn. Oh, <laughs> Unicorn. my favourite. But the weird thing about it is they kind of uh, pitched... They lowered Orson Welles' voice mm-hmm. for that... <laughs> it's... So it's really, it's a weird, weird way for that actor or the great Orson Welles to go out. It is. Do you know? His swan song. It is. Um, so yeah, 90, that was 1986. Yeah. Because yeah. okay, so I was right in the middle of the, the Generation 1 TV show. Yeah. There's swearing in it. it. Deaths. Deaths it's all over the place. It's a crazy fucking movie. If people are listening and you're Transformers fans and you've never um, yeah, seen this, you should go watch it. Yeah. Um, and there's a nice remastered version now on Blu-rays. And it's beautiful. Music. Great music. And... Where you get the great song. Uh, yeah, you, you got the touch. touch. Yeah. Which loads of people know from Boogie Nights. You got the power. Yeah. Yeah. Bow, bow. Love yeah. it. Um, anyway. Yeah, I was a big Transformers fan growing up. Um, not quite. I was maybe slightly more in Turtles mm-hmm. than Transformers, but everyone everyone was into Transformers. It was just one of those things like everybody had a Transformers toy. Yeah. Even if you weren't watching the show, you know. Mm. Um, and I remember when I was at film school... Um, I don't want to say the dates, but when I was in film school with my friend and we were sharing a, uh, a house there, we were both fantasize about a live action Transformers film. That was the thing that bonded me with his, with my flatmate. And we would talk about how like dark we wanted it to be. We had this idea yeah. of like, because we're, we're British, so yeah. the Dover Cliffs would come into play. And we had this right. idea of Optimus <laughs> Prime standing in the dark in the rain, which is like his eyes like lying a little bit uh, on these Dover Cliffs, like looking out to the sea kind of thing. So um, did you like? Did you like the? Was it the fifth trans? The fourth Transformers movie? The one that's got the night art. Um, the uh, what's it called? Yeah, the the King last, Arthur. The last night one. Did you like all that stuff at the beginning? That's the only one I haven't seen. I think you need to check it out. Okay. I think you might like it, but it needs to be a whole movie like that. Okay. Just anyway. the beginning of it, you think? Well, yeah, because it gets real bad. Okay. Well, okay. So this is the thing. So like shortly after that, while I was hanging out with my friend, is when they announced Michael Bay first Transformers movie Spielberg produced executive producer yeah yep. uh, now I was not a Michael Bay fan but I didn't hate him as much at that point as I grew to because he had done you know The Rock and he mm-hmm. had done you know films which were not to my taste but were yeah. totally enjoyable bad movies. boys yeah they're like they're fine yeah you know? and I get why people love them they're just not for me yeah um, but he hadn't quite got into that crazy ego <laughs> maniac kind of world he was about to get into. Yeah, I've got no idea what happened with those movies and why they he kept doing them for so long. We did a fantastic episode that people should definitely scrub for our episodes for called Bayonet. Um, and you can find it in our quiz. There's a quiz. There's a two. Bayonet. We used to do a lot of quizzes and we did a great Bayonet one where it was like, it's kind of our most legendary quiz that we did. Um, That's pretty cool. Of his, we had to differentiate a Michael Bay quote on set 
from just somewhat like a maniac's basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it was very, very obvious. Um, yeah, so when that one came out, I just want to briefly, I don't want to get into it too much. Sure. We need to talk about Bumblebee. No, 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 it's cool. Uh, but we haven't got to talk about this stuff properly, so. No. When that one came out, now, I, I really hated the first Transformers movie. I okay. really hated it. Um, now, the trailer, I thought, looked fantastic. Yeah. And this is what Michael Bay does to me every time. Mm-hmm. The trailers look fantastic. So, he's like Lucas. Yeah. 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 And then he keeps promising after each film. He's like, I've learned my lessons. I'm taking out the goofy comedy. I'm fixing this. I'm fixing this. And then he does a cool trailer. And then I'm back in. Mm-hmm. And then I go and see it. It's like, you didn't fix anything, you motherfucker. Yeah, that fucking banter. I and hate he does it. it again and again and again. Um... See, uh, but this time was the first Michael Bay film. So what's he done? Transformers, Transformers Two, Two which Revenge is Revenge of the, of the Fallen, which is um, uh, done through the writers' strike. So basically, he shot everything and then went back later on and got writers to fill in the action sequences. Oh, really? That's what that movie's all about. Do you know what? I was con- I'm sure I don't feel this way now, but I'm a contrary motherfucker. And I remember yeah. when I went to see Transformers Two and everyone hated it. I was like, I thought that was better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, it's got Devastator in it. It does have Devastator. Devastator's robot balls. And I just like, honestly, the editing in the first one was a nightmare. Yeah. It's an absolute nightmare. But I get the stories, you know, more classic Spielberg sort of style. Uh, Then he did Dark of the Moon. Yeah, which is my favorite one. Is it really? It's the one where it's got uh, Frank Welker doing the voice of Megatron in that. Okay. Whereas the voice of Megatron in the first one is uh, Australia's own Hugo Weaving. Oh. You but don't like him? You don't like Australia? No, I just wanted... If they're going, with, moved away. If they're going with Peter Cullen... Mm-hmm. I am Optimus Prime. So if they're going to do with Peter Cullen... Sorry, that was, that was me. So I, just, that. I just jumped out of myself. No, he came in. Um, it was Peter Cullen they brought back for, as, to, voice, uh, to voice Optimus for the movies. But they had Hugo weaving for Megatron. I went, come on now. Yeah. And so in the third one, Megatron was there and it was um, Frank Welker. And Frank Welker was... Um, Are these the reasons why... I mean, do you like it because it's a better film or just because you got people you're happy to involved? The geek involved? points. Okay. Yeah, it's like... That's right. Yeah, for the fans. I appreciate that. Um, so, Frank Welker also did the voice of the um, the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin. Oh, really? And Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh, really? He does it. I can't do that. Next time. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> and, yeah, he also did, like, um, from Scooby-Doo. What was the, the, handsome, the handsome boy from Scooby-Doo? The one, oh, the one with the neckerchief? Neckerchief. <laughs> yeah. It was, that's, that's him and Frank Welker's normal voice. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well. There you go, boys and well, girls. you know. Um, anyway. They did Age of Extinction. Yep, which was the bad, like the Dinobots were poorly And that's, that's how you get me in. It's like, I love the Dinobots. But they were so shit like, in that movie. the Dinobots? I'm excited, man. Nope. But that's the one that kind of went, uh, Bay got the idea, China. We're oh, just, yeah. We're just going to market this to China yeah which makes sense because Age of Extinction and particularly The Last Night which only came out last year I can't believe mm-hmm. this they used to have like three year gaps between some of these movies yeah. and now we've got a one year gap yeah. between The Last Night and Bumblebee guys you need to work on it more you need to kind of put some time in there you need like 10 years from it looks 10 years work on the script <laughs> yep wait for Michael Bay to die or something oh please well but this is the thing so you The know, Last Night fine. The Last Night made Decent money in US, but it was not doing great. But yeah, like you say, China is where the money came from. Yeah, like Terminator. It was the biggest film last year in China, wasn't it? I think the last night. It was fucking enormous. Um, Or at least the biggest American film. And then Bumblebee this year. So the first time we're not having Michael Bay directing it, it made me excited. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the trailer for it. I love the lead girl in it. Mm -hmm. I think she's great. Um, And Kubo director. 
Yeah, the director of Kubo, which is like inspired. Phenomenal idea. Uh, Michael Bay is only producing. So the hope was, all right, you can tone down some of that craziness. We don't have to introduce every woman from our ass upwards. Yeah, <laughs> all oh my things goodness. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this, this girl, what do I know her from? I've forgotten now. Hayley. She's too. from True Grit, the Coen Brothers movie. Of course she is. With, um, An Edge of 17. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Pitch Perfect, people know her from, I guess. Yeah. Not me. Um, she plays, oh, she's Gwen Stacy's voice in Spider-Man. She, in Spider-Man. Yeah, she's had a big year. We're doing good. Yeah. Well done, um, Haley. Well done. And she's great. She's got a great face. She's like that right kind of balance of, yeah, she seems genuinely like she's the age bracket, mm-hmm. even though she's not. She seems like that. Yeah. And she's both like pretty enough, but interesting enough, but like yeah. just a good mix of stuff going on. Yeah. It's great. So I was excited. Were you excited going into Bumblebee? I was very excited. Okay. I was very excited because I'd, I'd only just recently seen Kubo like a week before Bumblebee. Okay. And... I, I I'm pretty enthralled when I see the Ardman like stop motion, yeah, yeah. but Kubo is just something. It blowed my, it blew my mind yeah, because I have I can't. It's like when I went to the Magic Castle and they do that sort of sleight of hand magic right in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same feeling with Kubo. I went. I have no idea. Even though they showed some of it at the very end, they combined so many different art oh like, ways to do it. It's it's a beautiful film. It's insane. Just those different mouth shapes and stuff. Yeah. No, it's great. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, really cool idea. Uh, well, inspired choice for a director. So, this movie came out. We're going to talk about Aquaman in a minute. So, we're going to yeah, we're going to get through this. Uh, 21st of December. I think Aquaman was just after that, wasn't it? Or just before that? We'll get to it. But roughly in the same week, pretty much. Yeah. I went and double built them. I went to see Bumblebee. I did that the, too. I was more excited for Bumblebee. Yeah, me because too. Because I to look at the trailer. Um, Aquaman, the trailers look fucking terrible. They me. did. And I have some friends who were standing up for them. I was like, I don't understand what you're looking at because this looks like absolute trash. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I felt I knew what I was getting with Aquaman. Whereas with Bumblebee, it's like, I don't know what it's going to be. Because again, first time without Michael Bay. So maybe this is finally going to be the one that yeah. I've been waiting for. Well, I went to, I know James from film school in Melbourne. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a year below me um, with Lee Winnell. So I had invested you know interest in the film as well okay um yeah very i was eagerly awaiting i just i like seeing what how james is evolving as a filmmaker mm-hmm. um so you want to clarify which james you're talking about for the audience so they understand james wan yeah okay. the james wan the james wan um uh you know uh, saw conjuring annabelle mm-hmm. what stuff annabelle's in aquaman that's you, true you under the water yeah, yeah i which yeah. i'm hoping is canon it's kind of like R two D two on um, in Close Encounters. Yeah, but I, I'm hoping he follows through. I'm hoping at the end of Annabelle three, she gets chucked in the ocean by someone. Yeah, <laughs> and then we get to have a nice tie in DC Conjuring universe. Yeah, because that's I think maybe the only thing that could save the DC universe right now. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, Bumblebee. Let's yeah. do it. So I have to say because we're just going to skip around. We're not doing this like a horror show. We're not yeah. going scene by scene. We're well, it was a horror show, but yeah, for sure. Um, do what you want to show your card straight off the bat should we just go yeah um, I mean my problem was I sat down and admittedly I was like rushing in to get there just at the beginning and I just like for some reason they didn't do the trailers and stuff that I thought they were going to okay. and I have my seat locked in so I was like I've got time to get snacks and blah 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 and then I go in and it's literally just beginning oh boy so can you tell me the very first scene because I, th- I might have missed even do you remember like the first scene? Cause yeah. When I sat down, it's like saying Earth. So I'm presuming that there was a prelude not on Earth. Oh my goodness. You missed, you missed the Cybertron stuff? Yeah, I missed the Cybertron you missed, stuff. Okay. Okay. 
Well, basically, this is where we're going we're gonna to get... Um, they basically did a Snow Dogs, Kangaroo Jack, and you missed the part, which was the same thing about, like, the rapping kangaroo in, in the trailers for <laughs> Kangaroo Jack, when Kangaroo Jack came out. Right. Okay? They did the same thing with Snow Dogs. They put these talking dogs in the Snow Dogs trailer. Yes. Which is only... In Kangaroo Jack, the rapping kangaroo is a dream sequence. Okay. okay. It was thrust- very current. Uh, yeah, it was thrust in there as a way to market it in the trailers. Okay, so you missed the part in Bumblebee, which was basically put in there later on. When uh, this is only conjecture to put into the trailers, basically. Yeah, so basically Bumblebee was a lot smaller. This is, and I've actually got someone has actually backed this up mm-hmm. who worked on the film. Um, and it actually makes sense when you kind of watch the film. It doesn't make sense that some of this um, sequence would appear again. But basically, you miss the battle on Cybertron where yeah. you see um, Optimus. Because you got to see him later on. Yeah, yeah. But that was a continuation of what happened at the very beginning. Okay. So, you got to see Optimus in his... And this is... This, this in is his prime. In his prime. <laughs> Great. Um, and it was the best part of the movie. And this is God kind of... It. And they've kind of gone... Like, and I think this is the Spider-Verse thing as well. The producers of um, Bumblebee or, or you know, Michael Bay or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a kind of sp- a fully animated War of Cybertron movie. Are they really? That's their next. That's confirmed? It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be super Optimus Prime heavy. That's what they're doing. They're not doing anything. Any it's going to look like that, basically. So, it's basically going to be. Well, it's not going to be like the same, like. Because I know with Spider-Verse, they went in later on and kind of made it look more sketched out. No, but I mean, it's going to look like the beginning of this movie. Yes, it's going to look like the beginning of Bumblebee. So, it's basically like a Transformers movie, but without the live action people. Yeah, because how they wouldn't be able to exist. No. They wouldn't, but they, but, they but would to, die. But I mean, to the same <laughs> level of effects. Yeah. Not animated in like a, into the Spider-Man verse, you know, like not cartoonish like yeah it's gonna be real so i suppose it's like ilm's remember that animation they did with johnny depp voicing no a full animate like it was ilm's first full feature animation was um django django i think he played a chameleon oh rango rango sorry guys no rango yeah i love rango so it's so this will be the second full-length feature animation by ilm oh. if there's no live act if there's no oh, earth I on this it, was happening it's it's coming up next how i was like Zoop? recently oh man because i because th- i think because bumblebee hasn't opened in china yet who's directing this do we know don't know don't know it should be kuba it should be travis i mean yeah we'll get to it anyway um, sorry yeah what, what were we asking me again i don't know you missed the sequel so you- i missed cybertron you missed cybertron which is what they injected into the trailers yeah. Get you along. Well, to be fair, I didn't feel... Here's the thing, because I never felt tricked from the trailers, because I know what to expect now from yeah. this stuff. And from the trailers, I knew they're not going to do much Optimus Prime. I thought maybe he might show up in the last scene, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I was... taking a stroll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they showed him in the trailers in a hologram as well, I was like, okay, well, he's not going to be around. Um, yeah. And they want to clearly focus on other stuff. They want to, like, you know, try... A Transformers movie without the Transformers in them in it, basically. Um, so even missing that opening scene, which I appreciate might have been the best thing in the film. Yeah, but I you go back to it, which doesn't make sense. Well, this is the thing. My problem is like, and I don't know if I like it or not because I don't like stuff on Cybertron, but I like those characters. Yeah. And I like how you know they did Gen One designs in this film, which was great. But they, but the thing is, this is my argument. You don't mind me jumping in no. about this. This is again about when Michael Bay tries to. What was I talking about before? He tries a wedge in a different 
take notes, but still retain what he did before. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a soft reboot, but then it wasn't a soft reboot because if you look at Optimus Prime on Cybertron, mm-hmm. he and this doesn't make sense because in the Michael Bay universe, he comes in his proto form. Yeah, he doesn't look like a, a fucking truck. He's no. like, so he hasn't got truck parts. This is the and this is the problem with the cartoon G one cartoon as well, which is fine because it's a cartoon and but. Michael Bay's established a different logic. Yeah. So basically, at the start of Bumblebee, you see Optimus Prime running around in with truck parts in his robot form. But if he transforms, he won't look like a truck. Does he? So he doesn't. He doesn't. Transform? See, he only had he only in the Michael Bay universe yeah. would have truck parts Once as a robot. If he came to Earth and no, scanned the truck, that was a question I want to ask you because in this film we're going to start off with Bumblebee being a different car. Yeah. And who's then going to turn into classic g1 bumblebee who's yeah. then by the end of it going to turn into michael bay bumblebee that's correct and which i didn't like either well I, I mean that was one of the first things that annoyed me in the first transformers was michael bay just wants sexy fast cars and like, that's yeah. not what it's about like you need character i mean it just shows how michael bay doesn't but that's have who, character but that's also that's who they've got to deal a deal with as far as the marketing no completely this is yeah. what confused me and it kind of makes sense in a, in a way because the problem that's always been with transformers is they look like human vehicles yeah. on a planet in space. Which is like, well, yeah. how do they look like human vehicles? What's that about? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's ever explained in the original lore. No. But it does make more sense in this in that, well, look, they can transform and then they adapt to what they see to camouflage themselves. So yeah. the machine parts can kind of adapt. Which I had a problem with at the beginning of this movie. But then I was like, oh, I guess that makes more sense. Like, they see something mm-hmm. and then they replicate it. But it's, but it's, but it, it's the fact well, that... this Prime couldn't have. But it, it would be fine if we'd never seen a Transformers movie before. No, completely. But it, because, and what annoys me is that you've got that weird Michael Bay face of Bumblebee. Yeah. Which they made a lot more um, friendlier for this movie and I really liked. Yeah. No, I like his face. I like, I mean, yeah, just to say sorry about it, I prefer the designs of all these because they are closer to the original. They do look a bit more cartoonish and stuff, but they yeah. still have realism to them. They're not a confusing mess of just CGI mechanical parts when they're fighting. Yeah. Um, you can differentiate between things. It does help yeah. there's not like 20 on screen at the same time. Like yeah. You've got a smaller, I prefer smaller stories. I like blockbusters that are smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my favorite, other than Infinity War, most of my favorite uh, Marvel movies are the smaller ones where mm-hmm. it's about one character and about, you know, a personal journey. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that a lot about this film. My my problem was I sat down, I'd missed the Cybertron thing. It literally said Earth, and I was like, oh, I clearly missed something because it wouldn't say Earth. Because <laughs> we've been, obviously been haven't, somewhere else. You haven't been. You've been somewhere. Yeah, not Earth. You know, so otherwise every movie would start with, oh, by the way, because uh, <laughs> you're wondering. Um, yeah. And we're in this like paintball training session oh, with boy. John Cena, and I was immediately like, oh, fuck, yeah, like all banter. my hopes. Well, yeah, it's fucking banter, folks. <laughs> they all went out the window immediately because yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, we're in a kiddie film and, of banter." And Cena, Cena, ain't a great actor. Oh, no, he's not. He can't. I mean, it was like that was immediately. I was like, "Oh, I could just get." I was really, I was so excited. Walked in, was like, "Oh fuck, I missed the beginning." Sat down, and within thirty seconds, was like, "Maybe I should just get up again." Yeah, <laughs> and it got better. Don't get me wrong. It like, got great, but yeah, that sometimes. was. That moment was such an immediate downfall of reality check. Yeah. Of, no, this is not going to be the Transformers films. I was hoping it was going to be. Um, it's still going to be concerned with comedy and just goofiness and just silly things. Not good comedy. Mm. Not like Spider-Verse comedy. Or, yeah. You know, I just don't get why they're playing paintball if they're like... Are they just... His character's just terrible in this movie. Well, don't they train... Wouldn't they be training like with real weapons and stuff? And then is this what these guys do on their 
their weekends no, I go play because I, I can't get away from the guns. They I have to be know. have a gun in hand all the time. And do you know a personal thing that annoys the shit out of me? So I hate yeah. enemies that you can't sympathize with. Yeah. And John Cena, they work so hard just to make him angry. Like you have this whole action sequence at the beginning with them and Bumblebee. Yeah. And then Bumblebee clearly isn't a bad dude yeah. being chased by these other like by Decepticons. And John Cena just like does this glowering look trying at the look, end. Yeah. Like the writers are like, we have to make him hate Bumblebee. Yeah, it's like you're trying so hard to put a protagonist and a villain here. Yeah, and there's so many actors out there who could just sell that. Yeah, I mean, or, and or, and write it better. Yeah, that's you know, right. Both. Like it just doesn't work. Like it doesn't make sense. I had the lines as well as a line in there. So he was talking to the guys back at base. So who the hell napalm napalm? Yeah, Someone, like <laughs> why would he instantly think it was napalm? <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like it's absolutely the writing ridiculous. was kind of weird. And no one, points. nobody in this movie at any point, <laughs> other than the her guy next door, who she you know sort of whatever, oh, not boy. boyfriend, boyfriend. Which I, I appreciate that relationship of like, but why next door? They don't end up dating. Well, sure, and because they want to be an eighties movie, which is what we're about to get to. They want to be a John Hughes movie. Yeah, but nobody in this movie is phased by alien transformers yeah <laughs> this is the first time anyone's seen this but they act like the other transformers movies already happened yeah like all these army people are like oh that's pretty cool let's study them like no one's like oh my god let's take aliens. a second here let's just like yeah no one's kind of going am i having a moment am i yeah. having a stroke nobody yeah um yeah then we get Haley stenfeld who's playing charlie now I think the problem I have with this movie is just how it ended up feeling very bland to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't... The only things that really angered me was that it felt like the 80s had thrown up over this movie. Yeah. The amount, particularly in that first half, the amount of 80s songs and just constant... It was like... It was a barrage, yeah. And then, like, it was like they were trying to make up for everything Michael Bay had done but by being as bad as Michael Bay the opposite way. Yeah. Because you know? yeah, like I say, yeah. he's always about modernity, sexy girls, sexy cars, flash, 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 no character, nothing old. And this was like, no, we lots of character. Look, we're into all the same films that everyone's into now. Like we like all the old 80s music. And it was just trying so hard to be cool mm-hmm. that it just, uh, it really got me sick to my stomach. And I started getting quite angry. One note I had for this movie as well is like, yeah, they've got, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the thing on this kid's bedroom wall. Yes. But you're sitting, he's sitting on the bed and on his... Um, her brother, you mean? Her brother, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And on the, on the shelves in the background, there was not a single Transformers toy inside. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Okay, so you're trying to tell me that Elf, the thing, mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, all the other music, and also you've got The Touch, the Stan Bush song came up as well. Yep. But Transformers yeah. as toys, as a toy line, as so a G1 cartoon doesn't exist. We're in alternate dimension where everything from the 80s was real yeah. other than Transformers. Which brings me to what I think needs to be the improvement made on the Transformers movies. Okay. I think and this is what they did. And I, uh, I was talking to Jason, my, Jason Trost. Voorhees. Um, yeah. Beats of Rage. And he said like in Mandy... Um, that little creature and the ad, that weird commercial they had the on Cheddar Goblin. The Cheddar Goblin, right? I think these movies need to be a lot more imaginative, like the cartoons were. And it's not set, it's set on Earth, but it could be set any place Earth, mm-hmm. right? And also, if they're watching TV, it's, pr- it's 
and Jace also said this, it's probably more expensive to get the rights to Elf than to actually shoot something that was kind of 80s looking. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know? Yeah, it, to, to create your own kind of tapestry in your own world. Of, yeah. No. It just fucks with it because- But that's not what they care about. Like these people too- it's not gonna These make movies aren't literal. Too much money. They shouldn't be literal. And they just want to appeal to the 80s market that people like right now. So that's lazy. That's all they care about. And it was just whoring itself so badly. Yeah. It's like, and all you need to do, because there's a cool thing you can do here. It's like set the film in 1981. Mm-hmm. And then after this film, that's when Transformers toys come that's out. Because awesome. Transformers have hit Earth and everyone's into them. Yeah. Done. Like, yeah. And then have this kind of film as your second one, but where it makes a bit more sense and you can actually bring in Transformers. Yeah. You know, like it. Because I was just trying to think like, what other movies do this? I mean... They have a toy line. It's the thing is, it's got such a... A strong, you know... Like, you got well, the cartoon, the G1 cartoon, and all yep. that sort of following. Like, you got movies like Back to the Future's got Razor Lost Ark, you got Star Wars, mm-hmm. you've got Ghostbusters, all that. There wasn't anything else. They were original ideas. No. Um, it's just weird. I, no, I, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of unique to go back, like, a film that's soft rebooting and going back to the decade it was invented in. Yeah, it's very... And then not acknowledging itself. Yeah. Now, I'll say the stuff I like about this movie. Again, I like her. I think she just mm-hmm. has a good charisma. I think she's the most charismatic lead in any of the Transformers films. Yeah. I like the Bumblebee looks how Bumblebee should look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the effects are great on a whole. There are a few shonky ones, but for the most part, it looks great. It's got... Um, I like the setting. Mm-hmm. Like, they're up in North Carolina. Uh, sorry, North California, aren't they? Yeah, the San um, Francisco area. It's really pretty, Bay Area. Very nice sort of... Yeah, I like all that stuff. Um, yeah, I like that she doesn't have to get together with a boy at the end. And mm-hmm. he goes to hold a hand. She's like, we're not quite there yet kind of thing. I think that's a nice positive message of like... And not just for f- feminine empowerment or anything. For mm-hmm. male as well. Like, yeah. it'd be nice to have a film the other way. But like, it doesn't always have to be a man who's obsessing after a woman and doesn't have to be a woman who's defined by a guy you know? yeah it could just be no we will probably end up together at some point but yeah th- that doesn't have to be what this is about thought that was cool um i liked seeing optimus prime looking like optimus prime because mm-hmm. we've never seen him look like optimus yeah. Prime before that was pretty cool and Soundwave, Soundwave, and ravage yeah yeah, I like that there were no rastafarian racist <laughs> yeah oh my, oh my god you did miss um uh, you missed uh, at the beginning. There was also uh, um, not Ironhide. Ironhide was in there, right? Will Jack was also in there. You oh, missed really? Will Jack. Oh, you missed um, RC as well. Oh man, she was all pinked RC. out. Do you know what I like? I like Jetfire. Jetfire's great. Yeah, Jetfire. He's very. He's big though, right? Oh, he's a big boy. He's a big flying dude. him. Yeah, I think he's in one of the films, isn't he? Jetfire. Yeah, he flying in a plane at one point. I yeah, think he was Jetfire. He had a weird. Again, a weird, oh, a weird robot figure. beard. I don't like seeing these m- mouths. <laughs> no. So oh. I, I like Bumblebee when he was in his normal face. When he put his Bumblebee helmet on. Oh, this is the thing that pissed me off. I think I've run out of things I liked about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the thing that pissed me off. Is they give you... So it's a film called Bumblebee. Yeah. But a character Bumblebee that we know is called Bumblebee. So mm-hmm. we're already aware of this character. He was, he was called B something something on Cybertron though. She names him Bumblebee. Uh, yeah, no, sure. Yeah. But they give you, like, this is, this is just a template for bad writing. They give you three reasons for why he's called Bumblebee. There are bees in him. Bees in him. He looks, His mask looks like a fucking bumblebee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he sees generally, he sees generally without the mask, the shield down. Yeah. 
he scans things and it looks like um yeah like a hexagons yeah. yeah yeah and like yeah. pixelated as well yeah so he does everything like a bee and then there's, there's another wings. reason i've forgotten what it is why does she actually end up calling her in bumblebee he sounds like a bee that's it because he sounds like a bee yeah oh wait giving us three to four reasons for why he's called bumblebee this is ridiculous yeah it's like just have one and that's the problem with like not just this film but a lot of films like but where it's just like you're not you don't know what you're trying to say yeah and you're not focused enough to just say it like just have the bumblebees and i thought it was cool had the bumblebees growing in him that's and great she a bumblebee because of that great yeah you don't need everything else to be like, oh no he's so everything's a bumblebee it's like it would have been great to have that bumblebees growing and she gets stung yeah. by a bee and then ah oh, bumblebee yeah and that like kicks it and that's when he comes to life or something yeah like that. yeah um yeah, I want to say what I can. I say what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah, tell me what you liked about this movie. I liked the sequence. I liked. Um, I did like the fact that they get kind of blown up like they did in um, the nineteen eighty six movie. There was it's quite violent at times. With the, yeah, the way they were kind of yeah, the action scenes were cool. Um, I liked how he lost his voice. I liked that sequence where and there was a real where he gets picked up by the throat and yeah. torn out, about to be uh, you know exterminated by. Um, it wasn't Starscream, even though. It was Thundercracker. I don't know Thundercracker. Even though he was had the Starscream colors. Okay. Color scheme. Okay. Because he was that weird taco-shaped oh, yeah. thing in the Bay movies. I do. Yeah, yeah. That gray thing. But I like that. Uh, I, I really liked some of the moments with the heart-to-heart stuff with Haley Stein, Steinfeld, Steinfeld mm-hmm. interacting with basically nothing. I thought there was a, yeah. a great sense of... Um, integration with the the performance of the of her and also the the cgi creation yeah i was looking for the seams on this stuff like you always do when someone hugs a cgi creation you're always looking for that weird cgi shadow yeah and this one was pretty good it's like the the hair stuff even the trailer with the the tussling her hair was even it it was they sold that really well um what else i I like the stuff i i strangely like the stuff where she's working Right at the carnival thing, and that I like the what they chose for her to wear, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't mind that. Yeah, her at the diving her at the fucking thing. the other shop though, man, was just like oh yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. who just keeps giving her yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 darling. Yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah, it's, it's like you can't afford that. That's not enough money. Just have it. <laughs> I like the scene where she's repairing it, and then kind of like having her in different. They kind of there's yeah. some good, nice little creative choices there. I didn't like. Yeah, and another thing is like when he gets an R2-D2 moment where he gets activated and Optimus Prime springs out, it's very obvious that that was a simpler moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically injected what you saw, you missed at the beginning back into it. Well, I'm sorry. But, but at least you got to see some of the Cybertron stuff. Yeah. Um, Which again, I don't know if it would change my feelings that much because again, I like seeing these character designs, but I never like being on Cybertron. So yeah. that movie might not rub me in the right I also way. didn't like the dad stuff. Too no. heavy-handed. I mean, I mean, yeah. The whole the thing with the little brother again is trying to be John Hughes so yeah. badly. Um, that whole dynamic is, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I like the intentions of it a lot more. I like, you know, I like the small sort of house dynamic of mm. it. Um, it's just the execution of it that was yeah. just just annoying me. I wish um, we would prefer. I would prefer there to be just a moment where you didn't quite know what's going on with her, and then you find out eventually in an out. I thought she was. There's a bit of an outbreak from her and like tears flowing mm-hmm. quite often with regard to the dad. Yes. Whereas I would have liked there to have been, from the perspective of script, just a bit more of a um, 
That's one moment. Oh yeah, no, it was so over the top. She keep, and they keep saying it again and again and again. Yeah, like they keep hammering it home, and everyone's so vocal Touching about the photo. everything. Yeah, it's like just yeah, it's just too much. It's way too. And I think that was my big takeaway. I was like watching it and realizing, oh, this is skewing two kids. Like this is hundred percent a kids movie. Mm-hmm. And it always bothers me whenever I see a kids movie because sure, like I think any kids movies for kids up to the age of five maybe six but then after that everyone it's a movie for everyone you can have family movies after that and it's the reason why Pixar used to be so great and still is occasionally but and some of the Marvel movies not all some are definitely skewing towards an older but when you can just have a movie and movies from the 80s from when we grew up yeah like the Goonies like Mm. Never Ending Story even or like Labyrinths and like you know um, and Dark Crystal and stuff where it's like well sure kids are fine with this Never Ending Story uh, our tax just drowning in a yeah, you can nothing? challenge kids. Jesus. And they don't take in a lot of the stuff that's, you know, but then they learn also stuff that they need to learn about life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it kind of bothers me when you see something like this just skewed to me. Okay, this is way younger than I was anticipating it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, I guess, but it that's not something I'm that interested in seeing. Yeah. And particularly, again, the dynamic then with the people, the evil government people, like they're the way they would talk about things and the decisions they would make with these Decepticons who then teamed up with them. It just didn't feel See, that's real. A, that's also the thing with, if I did a movie, obviously there might be some government people, but in the cartoon, there was just like this gray, like the people in white suits, mm-hmm. the lighting was way different. It yeah. wasn't all this kind of over-saturation of tech. Like, and especially in the 80s, it just looked too much like the, the Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. Whenever they go into the government facilities and stuff... It just needs to be so much simpler, I think. I would honestly, I would just prefer like, yeah, to not... I get really bored with just faceless government people, in particular when someone's as uninteresting as John Cena. And when I was hoping this was going to be a smaller movie, I was like, well, can they keep it small? Can it be like, maybe they turn up right in the last scene? Yeah. But it doesn't need to be about government people involved yet because then it just gets too big. And once they're involved, it has to be an epic. And it's weird because, yeah, again, I wanted this to be small. But I came out of it and I was like, I kind of need to go back to some of those old Transformers movies, even though I don't like them. Yeah. But just because there was scale to that, which I almost missed to them from this because you're Mm. introducing so much. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're not going across sand dune deserts and we're not going across like, you know, there's spectacle to those films, like sliding down, which is a cool scene, but ridiculous. Sliding down that glass building. Uh, And that's the third one, right? That's the third one, I think. Yeah. I got to go back and watch that Chicago one where Chicago's just lit up. Yeah. And that, and that spirally thing that just goes through the building. Yeah, it's insane. I think that's probably my favorite, I think. And then this is the problem. is like you go back to the... Like you watch these scenes out of context and they can be fun, but you watch yeah, it as a, a movie, movie. It's like, it oh, it's a, it's a two and a half hour tiring mess, you know? Yeah. Um, how long was this film? This, it's the shortest one. Yeah, 154. But it's also... It felt long. It opens in China next week, I think. Okay. So it might end up being like a, a Terminator... Genesis, okay. where Genesis was. Well, like, how was it done over here? Not for like I think sixty million. Yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Probably more now, but. Ninety or something. I mean, this is the thing. I came out of that movie with a lot to say about it, but as time has passed, I've had increasingly less to say about it because, yeah, my overriding thing has been it was just kind of dull. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest disappointment. It was like, I couldn't even enjoy it as, oh, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. Like some of the Michael Bay ones, like I could go back and enjoy it and just be like, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, but there's some spectacle going on and it's so terrible. You can kind of laugh at it. Yeah. Bumblebee was like, it was fine. But that kind of made it worse in a way. 
Um, so I think it's my favorite Transformers movie, but I don't know if I'd go back to it. Yeah, whereas I'd go back to some of the Michael Bay stuff. Yeah, just because it's, yeah, the sort of like, oh. At least it's, yeah, it's really um, going 100%, 110% in a certain direction. Oh, yeah, he's going definitely in a direction. Whereas that's also what I, I didn't like, the fact that, yeah... If they were going, obviously, it was, and that's why I said it's an afterthought with the, all the stuff on Cybertron. Yeah. It's chucked in there later on. It would have been great if it was just a reboot. No, I agree. Again, just and just pick or, or just do this small tale of a girl on a car yeah. and really make it John Hughes, but without trying to make it like, look, 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 we're 80s. You've got to love us because yeah. all this stuff. Like, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. It really did. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I'm disappointed. Um. I feel better about the fact that I that our pact was broken because I feel like this is probably the best thing to come out of <laughs> to be able to talk about it. it like this. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, because I, it would have felt would have been really disappointing if we'd seen it together. I think, or maybe it would have been great, but we. It well, I would have been worried that you were really enjoying it, and I was about to come out and go, "That was terrible," yeah. and then we'd never be friends again. I just felt really flat. I did. I didn't hate it. I just felt really. Just, it was just meh. Yeah, it was just real meh. Like, it really was. And that, that is, for me, we're about to talk about a different film. Yeah, which isn't, which really, it's not meh at all. It is definitely not meh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not <laughs> at all. And you can hate it or love it, but it's definitely got character. Yeah. Bumblebee had the potential to have great character. Yeah. Um, but and it did at moments. It had moments. It did. And I don't think the directing is really the problem. I don't think the cinematography, I think the cinematography is beautiful. Um, I think she's great. The effects are great. It's really, for me, just the writing. It's just the writing mm. is not... And then some of the post-production things with the music and stuff like that. That was too much for me. And I have a feeling yeah. that Travis Knight didn't really have... Um, that Probably. M- he didn't have that much of a say, given the fact that it's still basically produced by Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. That, with that, you know, obviously that history of the other films. Just get smarter writers. Yeah. And keep... And do keep... Don't go back to Michael Bay. Keep pushing it out to different directors. I mm-hmm. think that's the right decision. But get smarter writers involved. With yeah. This. Um, take yeah. crazier risks and you're right it's nearly at 67 million um, which, yeah, is which isn't great, great. well oh, that's what I'm saying that's why I bring up keep bringing up Terminator Genesis is that film fucking tanked in, in domestically here yes. in the States but China brought it home and Aquaman if you look at the um, overall even though it's probably it's done better domestically as well than Bumblebee mm-hmm. um, well, it, it opened in China um, a few weeks before it was yeah, yeah. released here and in the States. And that's where all the hype came from. Yeah. That's where all the, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to, clear, to be clear, Bumblebee released uh, same day as Aquaman. Mm, wow. $66.7 million domestic. It was actually Aquaman, third as well. Aquaman domestic, $188.7 million domestic. Wow. So three times the money. Well, and even that's not the best. Like, compare it to like um, your Infinity Wars or- Oh, know, no. Like, it's actually... I mean, Aquaman's doing really well, but it's not blowing No. Obviously, DC's got its own issues, but... Oh, it doesn't. Well, let's get to DC's issues. Yeah, let's do it. DC. Aquaman, or as I'm learning, American people call it Aquaman or something. I have have trouble saying it too. Aquaman. Aqua. Aquaman. I'm like, when you're talking about... Do you say Aqua? Aqua. I'm drinking some Aqua. Maybe some Aqua. We call it Aqua. Aquaman. Aquaman. In the UK. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, unless it's just me. (laughs) I don't know. It's one of those words. It's like when Americans say aunt. Yeah. We, we expect them to say ant. Ant. Like Ant-Man. 
but it, man. it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things where Australians say it the way we think Americans would say it. Oh, really? Aquaman. We that's how get I think own, Americans would say, but say Aquaman. Get your own personality, mm, Australia. I know. Um, anyway. Aquaman released the same day, directed, as you said, James Wan, who James Wan. invented with his friend Saw, uh, invented the Conjuring universe, obviously Insidious, which is a yeah. weird crossbreed with the Conjuring for no real reason. Yeah. <laughs> same actors, and same yeah. type of film. Uh, obviously, one of the most important um, directors in horror in Hollywood. Absolutely. And also did one of the biggest uh, installments in the Fast and Furious. That's franchise. right. Um, so recently, it's gone away from horror into blockbusters mm. and has chased up his fast and the furious was it seven or eight he did man that's i i yeah and obviously continuity isn't the biggest factor of those movies but i forget which one he yeah i'll just check for some reason that's important to me right now um yeah and then went into this movie now i don't pretend to know or i remember reading so much stuff about this and the problems it had and like the massive delays it had mm-hmm. and lots of production problems um, which in the end allowed them more time to do effect stuff and mm-hmm. sculpt that little mermaid world. Yeah. Uh, Furious 7, he did. Furious 7. Um, a guy who looks eternally young. Oh, James, yeah. He looks like a child the whole time. It's insane. Um, I think it's just the enthusiasm he has. So, yeah, I mean, you're not allowed to talk about him because you clearly have... No, but the guy's always been... He's been always just uh, full of ideas... Innovate, innovative ideas, mm-hmm. um, enthusiasm about what he did. He's also, we went to film school and basically our head lecturer said, um, none of you will be famous. And I think that, That's re- nice. that really sparked both Lee and James's uh, um, determination to do something, to, to fucking rub his nose in it. And they did. I mean, maybe that's best, best best teaching he could have done. Then. Yeah, no. He's currently at 95 on the star meter on IMDb, which no directors get into the top 100. So that's yeah, crazy. He's a rock star. Um, it's a cool dude. I enjoy most of his films, to be honest. I mm. really, I don't like the Saw franchise at all. I hate it. But And I'm famous on a horror show for saying I will never cover the Saw franchise. But I do enjoy Saw 1. Yeah. Um, uh, at least 50% of it. I don't like the Danny Glover bit. Right. Um, but, yeah. But I like the rest of it a lot. Um, just I just wish they just stayed in that room. Like, mm-hmm. Just stay in the room the whole film because the room stuff is fantastic. Awesome, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed The Conjuring. We're actually going to be covering The Conjuring Universe uh, this year, mm-hmm. 2019. And on the horror show, and I enjoyed I enjoyed Fast and Furious Seven. It wasn't my favorite one of them, but it was it was fine. Yeah, I mean those films are what they are. Like yeah, and um, there's a, there was a sequence in there that James reached out to me and said it was based on. The desert chase sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so, awesome. That is awesome. He, he does. He does. Uh, yeah, he's, he's well, the films he loves. I just loves. want to make it clear that I appreciate his work and I like him a lot. I mm. admire him a lot, and I mean that. But he's more than just horror. So you know if I, mean? I can talk shit about yeah. Aquaman without offending you, yeah, great. no, no, you wouldn't at um, all. No, because um, it's important to be honest on his podcast and for me to cut as many bridges. Yeah, uh, you know that I might be building with my own film career. It's just good to burn them. Basically. <laughs> so that's what I do with this podcast. Um, Aquaman. Now, DC. Mm-hmm. I'm known as a Marvel fanboy, as people like to tease me about. Yeah. I'm not. I'm very objective, but I am in that they make better films. And I think that's yeah. an objective thing to say. And I appreciate it's not <laughs> because all everything is subjective. But I feel the, the main consensus is Marvel are nailing it better yeah. than DC. Mm-hmm. Their world building is far better yeah and you can hate the films you yeah. can not like the vibe they're going for mm-hmm. you can prefer what dc's trying to do but marvel are definitely more coherent yeah and it's and also if you look at even the thanos 
arc as well. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly difficult, and you and people are criticizing it as well. Yeah. So it's incredibly hard. Yeah. So it's hard to make a universe or you know, MCU or DCU completely and not folding it. But anyway, that's the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to say like yes, I think again it's a, it's subjective as to whether you enjoy what you enjoy more. Mm. But I think it's very hard to argue, and I know some people who've tried. <laughs> But I think it's very hard to argue that Marvel aren't doing a better job yeah. at focusing what they're doing. Yeah. DC are all over the place, trying to like reboot in so many different weird ways. We've got two Joker films coming right now. Yeah, I'm confused. With different actors, you know, like, and this film, Aquaman, I don't want to get into it, but this is not, it doesn't work. Mm. Like I listened to this whole podcast where they're picking apart the canon of the DC films and this film just doesn't fit in no. any way. Everything contradicts things he had said and done in the other films. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's basically like a standalone film. Full di- full disclosure, I haven't seen um, Justice League. You're, I mean, you're fine. So... Hey, Brenna. Um, I mean, look, here's the thing. I like bits of Man of Steel a lot, Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, bits I hate, but bits I like a lot. Um, particularly the first half, I really Is enjoy. it casting, primarily? It's casting, but it's also... It devolves into this CGI Dragon Ball fight mm-hmm. by the end that I really hate. I really enjoyed the first half. There's like weird Terrence Malick moments in the flashbacks. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's kind of lovely. Um, I like Henry Cavill in that role. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman that has ever been. Um, really? Yeah, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, they're both gone now, apparently. I mean, yeah, apparently we don't know for sure, but it looks like they've both left. So you, so you think you think Ben Affleck's better than Michael Keaton? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I mean, I enjoy those films, but they're not my Batman. Right. You know what I mean. And I feel that's a personal thing. It's what, like about, just, what about Will Arnett? Will Arnett's Batman. <laughs> that would be Katie's favorite Batman. Sure. <laughs> no, 100%. That's Katie's favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed those. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, everyone shout on. I was like, I enjoy bits of that. Like, it's stupid and there's lots of terrible moments. That, and again, the end fights just fuck off. All of these end yeah. fights. But there were some bits in there I enjoyed. It was goofy. Yeah. Justice League, I really wasn't looking forward to. It was better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But it's still not great. Yeah. But there are, again, there are moments in there. Um it's just this mess, you know? They just didn't know what they're doing. They came off the back of three... Again, DC had the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah. Maybe the best comic book movies ever made. Almost undoubtedly the best comic book movies ever made. So, and then they tried to shape everything after that with Zack Snyder. And then Zack Snyder had his own personal problems, which was very tragic. And then, you know... Just Whedon. Just Whedon, of course, yeah. correct a bit with Justice League. So, it's just a mess. Yeah. Um, and in that, and then they have Wonder Woman, obviously a big, I don't want to get back into, I know most people love, you can listen to our end of year reviews last year when me and Nate argued for about 20 minutes about it because I hated it and we actually fell out. One of my best friends fell out during the podcast. We're fine now. Yeah. Uh, because then a week later he texted me and said, I just rewatched Wonder Woman and you're right. It's terrible. (laughs) And he goes, too late, too late. 20 minutes arguing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a fan of Wonder Woman. It's fine. I don't think it's terrible, actually. I think it's fine. I think the messaging is terrible in the ending. But again, you can go back to listen to that. Um, and so now we have Aquaman. Yeah. Now, I've hated Jason Momoa as Aquaman in Justice League and Batman if you Superman. He turns up right at the end mm-hmm. of the thing. Just because it's like... Who, a problem I've always had with DC is these characters don't mix well. Yeah. Uh, Batman doesn't mix well with any of these people. Mm-hmm. They just about sometimes make it work with Superman. Yeah. But when you bring in all these other people like Cyborg and The Flash, and I love The Flash. I think he's great. Um, and then Aquaman. Just turns up as well. Yeah. Um, and they're gods. Like one of my problems with DC is they're gods. And that's less interesting for me. Marvel tend to focus on everyday, and I'm using inverted commas, people. Yeah. But like blue collar people who then get imbued with powers. You well, know? That's, a th- that's why this movie is basically Ragnarok. It is. Or yeah. it should be. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, again, yeah. with Thor is a god. 
This is that, yeah, no, Thor's always stood out in the yeah. Marvel Universe, and he's the one I don't like. But DC do it a lot, like Superman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Aquaman. They're all yeah, yeah. creatures not that you can relate to. Yeah. Um, even though women like to claim Wonder Woman someone they can relate to. You can't. She's literally no. sculpted from Zeus's clay or whatever yeah. it is. Like, and she's on an island that you could say is on Earth, but it's not really. It may as well be yeah. another planet, yeah. folks. And if people are angry right now listening, it's like, get over it. Like, it annoys me. There are lots of great female role models. It annoys me. Oh, the yeah. one Because she, they're literally doing everything they can to say, you can never be Wonder Woman in that film. Yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. So uh, it, it's not necessarily to my personal taste, but here we are. Aquaman, massive movie, two and a half hours or something. Um, I went into this movie, yeah, terrified from the trailers, mm-hmm. but all this buzz was going like, people love it in China, yeah. made yeah. tons of money. Yeah. And some preview screenings, I had lots of friends who went to the premiere of it in the US who were like, it was lots of fun. They had a great time with it. And people just starting to like, yeah, do tweets of like, is it me or is this like a great fun film? Right. I also love this movie. You I love this movie? I loved it. I loved okay. it. I don't I don't know if I love it. I don't know if it's I would never put it in any like of my probably my top ten of this year or anything like that. But I loved it and I, I did take an edible <laughs> um going that in. That might help. So it was so I didn't take a full one, half of one. Um, whatever that is. But I saw Bumblebee in the morning, clean. Right. And then I, I just took it and saw, went and saw it. Um I was definitely keyed in and I was on board um, from like, this is stuff with uh, Nicole Kidman uh, the, the kind of, and the way it was shot. Right. It's like a computer game, like right, a video right. game, like yep. the, just the, the um, sort of 45, like just angling up toward the roof. Yes. And that fight sequence was amazing. I thought like, um, I, even though it could be argued that James wears his reference, like his influences on his sleeve, mm-hmm. like, um, and there's definitely moments in this, like, where there's even a sequence with lightning behind him when he's jumping in the air in slow motion, which almost looked identical to when, you know, Thor is like, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, with the Led Zeppelin in the background. I thought that was, as, and there's also moments that kind of reminded me from like the music perspective and also um, the way, the look of it. Mm-hmm. It's crossed between Tron and um, like the brand new Tron, the right. most recent one, and uh, the underwater world in um, The Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, I'm getting a lot of Star Wars prequels in this oh, film. It was, I'm, I'm going to say this, I think it, it's up there because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Doesn't it? I'm going to fight you on this oh, one. Well, <laughs> and I wish Adrian was here. Adrian was meant to be joining us for these two. And he really has a lot well, to say Well, the thing is, Aquaman. I've read an article about that Pitbull song, the Africa, the, um, you know, Africa mm-hmm. um, rendition or the, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. song in the, that happens in the middle of it, you know, or when you, they go, this is, do we have to say spoiler? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> we didn't really do any spoilers in Bumblebee, did we? Really? No. Not, nothing that bad. But basically, uh, tons yeah, that, of spoilers. I've just that. read that James chose a song because it was ridiculous. I think him, sure, his approach to making this movie wasn't necessarily, even though he had very specific ideas. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific movie. I think it's has, he's made decisions. Mm-hmm. And again, like if we're going to compare how um, Bumblebee was a, a foot off the pedal a little bit, I think James very much went 110 percent in a particular direction with Aquaman. <laughs> I agree. So it's in that way serious, but I think it, and that's the amazing thing about it. I think it's goofy as fuck. And there's scenes where like they're underwater and the hair, and it's obviously been put through 
a mm. hundred filters, you know, mm-hmm. like you've got this water effect over the top, but we're just going with that. Are we? <laughs> well, for me, it works. <laughs> for you on half an edible, you are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm keen to hear what you... Oh, okay. So when I came out, I mean, when I was in this movie, yeah. I was gobsmacked. Like, I was, like with how, what a fucking mess it was. Like, I was just like, my mind was just dissolving yeah. and I was not on an edible. <laughs> with just how nightmarish it was. And it took me a long time to process it. And then what, what I couldn't really understand, and it's one of those films, and you're saying you love it, which is why I'm happy here so we can talk about mm-hmm. it. But it was one of those things where I couldn't understand. There were people around me cheering. And then when it finished, people were very happy. They're all high. And not because it's... <laughs> <laughs> and I, really, I need to see this not straight. Straight. But I, I couldn't comprehend. Yeah. Like when we got to the end, I was like, well, surely everybody hated this. And I couldn't comprehend people were clapping and people definitely seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. And it took me a while. It took me like a week afterwards. Like I came out of it fucking just so angry with mm-hmm. the movie. Um, I had like 20 minutes because it's 20 minutes in it. I think I enjoyed it. And it's the 20 minutes where him and Amber Heard are on this kind of Sahara style. Mm-hmm. And I mean like the film Sahara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star, that's the level of what I'm talking about. But that kind of, I can enjoy that kind of level. I can enjoy National Treasure too, you know? Like, like I could, I could have pissed on it. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, when, yeah, when they're off and they're doing that stuff in Italy. Yeah. And then they go, you know, they're on a little adventure. And then there's one excellent scene, which is when James Wan's getting to do horror again. Oh, the, oh my goodness. Uh, when they're at sea and it's beautiful. The it Guillermo like. del Toro kind of, the, they remind me of those teeth creatures out of um, yes. Hellboy 2. Yes, and I love Hellboy 2. Yeah, with the, just basically mouth. Yeah, yeah. And then the flares, that was fantastic. That's, that scene is exquisitely beautiful yeah. and it's James Bond doing what I think he's best at for me, which is horror. Um, and I wish the rest of the film could be like that. But <sighs> this movie, man. <laughs> This is the thing now, a week or two later, or wherever I'm at now, I've, I've been saying to people, and people are like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And some, most people have come to me, I've been happy with, because they hated it mm. so much. And then the people who haven't seen it, I'm like, you, you got to go see it. <laughs> because I've now come to this place of, like you say, it's its own thing. And it's mm. kind of, for me, it's so bad that I do think it's a lot of fun. Like if I had some friends around, I don't drink anymore. But if I have friends and we were drinking or an animal or whatever you could have a lot of fun with this movie because it's so fucking stupid if i hear one more person screaming i am ocean master oh boy this is what i mean though like everything my problem with the film can be boiled down to one very simple thing everything that it thought was funny i did not find funny i rolled my eyes at it right. was just like oh, are you kidding me i like and everything that it didn't think was funny which in my opinion was a lot of the movie was very straight yeah i was killing myself in laughter too like everything it tried to do with plot with family stuff everything under the ocean or the oh my god that scene with the the dad and the and the son they just happen to be on that on the submarine and then he pulls out the the bomb like you're talking about forced villains yeah that whole scene and instead it's something like let me tell you while we're down here about where you're it was ridiculous and then they just and aquaman saves tries to save his dad at one point yeah. and then decides well no you fucked yourself basically i need to save other people mm. and you just got this seething thing of like now i hate you and it's like are you kidding me but, way worse than bumblebee but, but it was yeah but it was also really it, it was knowing it knew itself as well like there's did it moments where like we're permission to come on board and then there was moments where it was uh but that's what I'm saying. Those are the things I'm rolling my eyes at when I, it thinks it's funny i'm just like oh but when it doesn't yeah. think it's funny i'm laughing 
and that's a problem for me. But I think the, the, the thing is, if I'm taking edible before this movie, obviously that's saying a lot as well. It's like... And this is... I went I saw Venom in the same way as well, mm-hmm. which I think is the greatest comedy to come out in the last three years. <laughs> that, Venom, that Venom's the worst. That is fucking terrible. Clear. It's But it's it's insane what um, Yeah, people Tom think Hardy's I'm a Marvel fanboy. I think Venom's way worse than Aquaman. <sighs> way worse. Because there's yeah. just no personality. Like, it's just so dumb. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and over the top. Yeah, you can laugh at Venom for sure. But Aquaman at least is this vibrant, crazy journey. And there's some good visuals in there in places. And well, the biggest success it had for me is I hated Jason Molina. Momoa. In the last... in Hate him in the others. But in this one... In this, he was my favorite thing. And it, I yeah. never... I hated his dude bro like... Like... My man, yeah, that he does. Man. Like uh, he, Hulk Hogan, he's like basically I hate the Hulk Hogan of the. Uh, but in DCU. this one, because I was so disappointed with everything that's happening, I was like, please just let him be a dude, bro. Like, just let me yeah. just watch him be yeah. a surfer. Because at least bro. that's the real guy. At least the guy, that's the guy with the audience. Yeah, he has can some see. charisma. Yeah, he doesn't have the charisma Chris Hemsworth has as Thor in Ragnarok. No. I'm sorry, and I, you might hate Ragnarok, but that's just Chris Hemsworth being com- com- how he is. You know, look, I love I love Thor Ragnarok. It's great. I really love it. Um, but again, it's comedy. I know some people who hate that film. And yeah. I appreciate that. Just it's, because, it, are they kind of purists? Um, purists? In particular, our friend, if you're listening, hey, Craig, I know he doesn't like it as much, that much because he doesn't seem to like a lot of Marvel when they're trying to go comedy. Like Spider-Verse, he didn't love as much as most people. Okay. And Ragnarok, he really didn't like. And Homecoming, he wasn't a big fan of, I think. Which is funny because yeah. obviously Marvel's always the lighter universe. Yeah, yeah. And I prefer darker things, to be clear. Yeah. I just don't think DC's nailing it. Yeah, and they could. <laughs> Particularly in this film. And I was listening to a podcast. Everyone should go and listen to a different podcast called Now Playing. Listen to the end of ours first. Uh, but Now Playing just put up an episode of Aquaman, man. It's fantastic. They're going to pick through it. And for me, say most of the things I want to say scene by scene. So do listen yeah. to that. Um, but a good point, I think Stuart uh, Now Playing points out, is that this film should be Flash Gordon. Like this film is that level of camp. It oh, should yeah, be it's... Flash Gordon. But it doesn't know that it's Flash Gordon. And the Ocean Master stuff at the end, that battle with the, the moving, ma- the CG mask, obviously that... Oh, the like Sailor Moon mask. It reminded me of love, um, like Cities of Gold, like just love 80s and 70s yes. uh, Japanese animation. Yeah, like Sailor Moon and stuff. Yeah. Um, so kind of from the perspective of just pure visual, um, you know, entertainment. <laughs> Debauchery. It was, it, it, it didn't bore me it bored me at times actually there's some few moments where like that when they're on the boat and then and then eventually those creatures show up mm-hmm. like they just end up for me they just ended up on a boat yeah well yeah they in the middle of nowhere and and no you could cut nearly this entire film yeah <laughs> to be fair yeah but i'm just trying to think what i really liked about it you think about that I thought that sequence, like, this film was huge as well. Like the, oh, yeah, it's enormous. The scope is huge. And that creature that he comes out in at the end, he kind of commands with his... <laughs> yeah, which is we're trying very hard not to say the word Kraken. Yeah. Time, it's it's insane. No, it is insane. It's absolutely... And they're like, yeah, like, there are some cool visuals there. Again, I don't like things when things get all big. It doesn't interest me. Infinity War is an exception to that, which, yeah. which bewilders me that how well that was put together that it worked for me. But... um. It reminded me of like Phantom Menace mixed with uh, the Attack of the Clones. Honestly, this is what I've been saying to people. Like, this is a Star Wars prequel. And yeah. Craig, our friend who, who I think liked this movie more than, well, definitely likes it way more than me. Yeah. Um, he's into those prequels. And I'm like, okay, well, if you like Star Wars prequels, yeah, you'll probably like this. Yeah. But this is everything I don't want in a movie. There's a lot of people on green screens the whole time. Yeah. Like acting preposterously. 
with bad dialogue and it was no like, human moments. It was like Shakespeare's uh, rejected play. I yeah. Mean, it's like the play that he kind of... Because it had that sort of heightened... Like, there's no moment language. in Ragnarok where you question if they know they're in on the joke. Yeah. They know they're in on the joke. And you can hate that, like I say, like some people do. But they know what they're doing. <laughs> with this film, I'm sorry. Again, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because I think it's such a machine with something like DC. There are so many producers and so many script writers and directors and like everybody. There doesn't seem to be a coherent vision for me with this film at all. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to know what it is they're doing. Um, like every DC film, to be honest. Uh, so there are good bits and there are bad bits, but this one had so many bad bits. But that said, it's more interesting than any DC film yeah. so far. Yeah. Because it is vibrant and crazy. Um, and I think because you can watch it and get drunk and just laugh at it. But Do you think it could have been a better movie? Of course. Than it was. Oh, from the footage they had? Yeah. From like have just from post production, you mean? Or just as far as where um casting, um right. As far as where the DC universe is at this point, do you think it's good that they went this completely bananas? No, I think it's actually a terrible idea. I mean, they I should think have honored it a, the what had come before. They need more. a huge reset, and this like to do this and contradict the continuity of the other films at this point. When you know you're in a mess and you've just had a success with Wonder Woman, which again was a big success, but it's not making Infinity War numbers. You know, you need yeah. to double down on that. Um, so I, I, did, I just don't really follow the Snyder versus DC movies with great enthusiasm. And the, I was, I think, I think I was just really surprised by how much of a great time I had. But that, again, it's not because I'm, a lot of it didn't make sense. I wasn't completely uh, enamored with, uh, Amber Heard is like, what, terrible. It's ghastly. But kind and of. The wig is ghastly. Yeah, that wig. <laughs> The, is it the, the coloring of it? Yeah. Man. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And it's such a shame because she's a, like, I don't know if she's a great actress, but she can hold a screen very well. She's a very vibrant got a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and the Manta, Black Manta building his uh, suit like Iron oh Man. Oh my God, man. He's just like, he's the worst. He's the fucking worst. Yeah. His, his whole arc is just terrible. And he came up with a helmet, like his first, uh, like the, the um, first iteration of the helmet, so like dumb. Tony Stark when he builds that suit to escape the caves. Dude, it's, bas- so dumb. it's basically his equivalent of that. Yeah. But he comes up with it in like, like his next suit is that big sort of Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, helmet I need wears. a bigger helmet to shoot these lasers out of them. Don't put it in your face. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Patrick Wilson's one who upsets me because I love Patrick Wilson. Yeah, and he, he's he's probably the best in this. No, he's terrible in this. But man. he's but who's better? But no, I mean, I mean, honestly, I like Jason Momoa now. I like yeah. him. He has charisma. But I think as far as that dumb character, I think Patrick terrible. Wilson I hated it. I hated it. I love him so much, and he's so bad. And Willem Dafoe is so bad. So I thought Patrick Wilson was better than Willem Dafoe. I mean. Like none of those guys they're just weird no. dudes it's kind of like in the prequels walk, watching the Jedis do their shit but the, that's how it feels it's, it's like, so fucking boring Patrick Wilson feels like Ewan McGregor in those yeah. prequels just like you can see he's embarrassed but he's giving it everything he can on that green screen yeah while he's shouting I am motion master well the thing is about and the thing is which can distract you about these new movies on green screens on blue screen like I like saying yeah. blue screen because it makes me feel like you back know. in the 80s yeah. well they still do blue screen yeah but um at least there was movement movement these days in movies. Whereas when Lucas was doing the prequels, they were static shots. Oh, of course it looks you know, better. 
Yeah, of course. So we can kind of the production take value you away is insane, a bit more. and yeah. the ambition is insane. Like I definitely yeah. commend. I would rather comic book films had this much ambition. Did you like the music in Aquaman? Failed. Uh, sorry, did I like the music? Music, yeah. Like the score? Yeah, the score. Mm, I mean, I didn't hate it, but it just seemed very pedestrian yeah. to me. Do you like um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Yeah. Like well, music in it. I like the music more than the film in Blade yeah. Runner twenty forty nine. So I really, I was really again, it was an enhanced experience for me. Uh, I'm Twenty forty nine. No, no, I watched Aquaman. That, okay. Aquaman, but just some, some parts of it which kind of uh, what was the Tron Legacy? There was a, a sure. certain Tron Legacy Daft Punk soundtrack, right? Kind of influence in there. I like just talking about this film as far as what I can see as the influences. <laughs> right, right, right. Like there's some Indiana Jones. Yep. There's definitely some Tron Legacy in there. Not just the visual, like the film, but it's like, mm-hmm. and like that film's not great. No. Um, there's don't, just. Don't forget Sahara. Sahara. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, Rag, there's Ragnarok put in there as well. There's the prequels, yes. like the, the Star Wars from like Phantom Menace and um, Attack of the Clones. That battle just reminded me of Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. Everything like that. I don't. Everything underwater. Guillermo de Toro. Like I thought there was some, that, like those yes. monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that scene underwater, fantastic, yeah. like I said. And, the, and, and how the long design, it went for as well. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. great and the design of Atlantis is beautiful oh, yeah. in a very prequel Star Wars kind of way, but very beautiful design. Like great art design had to go yeah. into that stuff. Um, but everything underwater, I hated. Like honestly, yeah. like I could get rid of everything underwater. Did you like his entrance? Did you like Aquaman's, like we lifting it Oh, up into there? the thing? Yeah, it's fine. But it's just very Superman, you know, it's just very light. It's fine. <laughs> do you like the battle do you like the way the, the fights were shot not the ones underwater I can see what's going on yeah and I do think that's actually a commendable thing I think people don't realize how hard it is to make things look real and see what's going on yeah it tends to be you shoot around it and complicate things or not he had a stunty on operating the cameras as well no again like I don't if we're going to talk about James Wan and I'm trying not to because clearly you have a like I, I he directs it totally fine and he has some moments where there are you know some personality gets through um, but I just think he's better suited to horror. I really do. Like, I don't... I haven't... Fast and Furious 7, yeah, I think it was actually my... They're my two least favorites, I think, of that series. But it wasn't because... And what do you, what do you think is about the um, the sensibility of, of of directing horror as opposed to... Like, I think it's... Fun? I think it's also like... I know horror directors, you know, you want to get away from that at some point, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But it's also... It's so hard to direct horror. I don't think people realize how hard it is because there's so much imagination. I'm, everything you shoot, it's always imagination. Mm-hmm. But directing horror, it's like you have to just shoot a shot of someone looking down a hallway and then a shot of nothing there in that hallway with the whole crew around you making noise and blah, blah, blah. And, so and being you have to know that- I can make that scary through edit and it, sound. Right, okay. Like, that's it. You know, I've got to take that performance and I can make that scary, but you can also take that and fuck it. And horror is such a balancing act, like comedy, you know, of like getting those beats just right for mm-hmm. people and everyone's going to respond differently depending on how many horror films I've seen before. So I think he's got such a great talent with horror because he has. For isolating everything else that's going on around him as um, far as, yeah. The first Conjuring's one of the best, like, it's mm. a fun house. Yeah. It's just a fun house of horror and it does that job so well. So well, in my opinion. Um, and I'm happy if he's making tons of money doing these because obviously he's getting paid more probably. Yeah. Than these, even though the return of these won't be anywhere near as good as his horror films. Like the yeah. return will be great. Um, but I hope he goes back to horror. Like I yeah. really do. Well, it's good that he has sequences in Aquaman, which mm-hmm. obviously he was compelled 
to do in a particular way, and it really shows. Like yeah, that, that that sort of the, the he shows he can do anything. Yeah, and make money. Yeah, which is great for him as a calling card for sure. Yeah, um, I am just more interested in him doing horror. Well, it's Spielberg, really. Yeah, Spielberg, you know, Jaws, and you know he's done his. But Spielberg, I mean, this is why I think Spielberg did so well. Again, he was at a perfect point in time, but he was just a very classic storyteller. Mm. He didn't really push things that far. His personality was, I can tell classic stories, but he could do drama. Yeah, And not many directors who have done something like Jaws would also just do pure pure drama. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a real testament. I think it's hard for genre directors to do drama because you're relying on other stuff too much normally. It's like Tarantino doesn't really go too far out of his wheelhouse. No, never. Like his, I mean, I guess the most drama he's done is Jackie uh, Brown, mm-hmm. which is my least favorite maybe of his movies. I know some people love that movie. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it for a while. I liked it when it came out, but obviously, um, yeah. But no, I, um, I, yeah, as I, I it, and I enjoy talking about Aquaman because it's, it is starting to come back to me <laughs> rather than just being like, I'm the opposite. Uh, I'd rather uh, not talk about it because it's coming back to me. It was really visceral for me. Like, um, yeah, just there's a lot, a lot of, lot of color. Yeah, loves like you know you see in, in a big AMC theater, a Universal City Walk, and everything's just kind of on overload. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's no uh, yeah. I and Amber Heard just was from the very first moment. No, and mm-hmm. just the Nicole Kidman just rocking up that whole relationship. Uh, um, yeah, Nicole Kidman like. Because you do, I haven't seen Destroy yet, but she's obviously meant to be transformative in that. So mm-hmm. they've made her look old and, you know, d- beaten in yeah. that film. And in this film, you have this thing that really bothers me. And Marvel do it all the time. It's it bothers the, the, me. The, the de-aging. Oh, de-aging. And yeah. it's like, well, nothing means anything anymore. And it yeah. really annoys me because we can have more of those Carrie Fisher moments of, oh, everyone's dead and we can just bring them back whenever we want to. Which they, yeah. Um, <sighs> and I'm just, I don't, I don't want that world. Did I don't you, want it. Did you like, did, did, uh, did you like Last Jedi? Uh, I mean, that's a complicated question. No, I really don't like it, but I think I it's don't a great like it. Did you think Aquaman is better than Last Jedi? <laughs> oh my God. I, I enjoyed it more no, than Last Jedi. I don't. I don't. I think, I, I think this is the thing. I think The Last Jedi is an excellent film that needs re-editing mm. um, and taking things out. Um, you can rescue that film. Aquaman is unrescuable because it's at the basic level of this script is terrible um, and then a lot of performances are bad. Yeah. Um, whereas Last Jedi, I think everyone does a good job in it it's just what they're doing with star wars is pissing me off um and then there's a few bits you know well i think it will, with regard to that um, franchise i think everyone knows that it needs to be a break taken away you know, people need to take a break from star wars mm-hmm. well, um taking a little one now. they're definitely going to i'll be i'll be very interested to see what they're doing with nine yeah yeah for sure apparently it takes it takes place a year after yeah so that was a dumb thing about the second one anyway the second new new uh, Last sequel, yeah. Last Jedi, is that it happens straight away. Yep. I mean, well, no, we don't need to get. We don't that. need to There's go too there. Much with the Last it's Jedi. T- I'm There's sick too much, of it, man. but not sick of it. You know, you got to get going, haven't you? What time is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm good. You good? All right. Yeah. Have we got people showing up? I mean, people. Adrian might turn up in a second, which I was hoping he was going to get here right yeah. at the end because he had a little bit of opinion on both of these. I think from what he said, he was pleasantly surprised by Bumblebee. He's mm-hmm. not normally into blockbusters, but he does go to see them. He was pleasantly surprised by Bumblebee. He really hated Aquaman. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping he'd be here. But no, I agree. Like it's, it's definitely colourful. And that's what I mean. It's like when I'm talking to Katie the other night. There's all these films that she hasn't seen yet, and I'm like, you need to see all my favorite films of the year that you haven't seen. But I said, really, 
I wanted I want you to see these two films and I've forgotten there was one I can't remember what one film was there was one film and then the other was Aquaman and I said just because it's that much of a travesty and mm. I want you to see it um, like I knew you hated it I really hate it on because I'm, on, I'm yeah I saw what you, you said about it but, it's, I, but, it's, but it is better than Venom it's better than you know you think of Venom you just think of this grey mess of shit <laughs> Some well, of with CG. someone talking about yeah. shit literally it doesn't feel like um, a, a comic book movie, Venom. No, well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a movie. Venom's the worst thing I've <laughs> seen this year, probably. Like, it's just atrocious. And the fact that it's made more money than almost any comic book movie. It's bananas. I don't get it. Because it doesn't seem to follow... It's like um, Spider-Verse as well. It hasn't right. made as much as the... Uh, as is the cinematic universe. No. Well, it's because of cartoon and people don't... But people surely don't it's close... It, right. But even with the, everything about that movie on as comic books... Well, yeah, so but you've got to go more. to see it. I, I don't... Look, if you're listening to this, you're probably part of the problem. If you paid money to go see Venom, yeah. I unfortunately paid because I didn't see it in cinema and yeah. then I bought the 4K because I was like, well, how bad can it really be? And I buy all Marvel stuff and all DC stuff. Yeah. It turns out really bad. Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna, you can hear about that in another podcast we're about to do. Um which I'll talk about at the end of this. Um, yeah, so I mean, Aquaman, again, like, I would go back to it way more willingly because mm-hmm. it's such a stupendously crazy ride of just mess. Um, but it's definitely making some decisions, which yeah. I really liked. But what are they going to go from here? Yeah, where, what uh, are they, where, I mean, obviously it's not going to Well, he's wearing it. a cool suit now, which looks more like... He was wearing a suit before. They gave him one in Justice League. That's yeah. what I mean. They fuck up like all this yeah. stuff. It's like, where does this even take place? We're yeah. presuming Well, after. I didn't see Justice League. So he's got a suit. They gave him a suit. Yeah. Okay. Let me show you. Let's have a look at this suit. Justice League. Well, obviously they wanted their Super Friends <laughs> yeah. suit. Yes, they do. Which is probably the, one of my favorite um, DC moments as well. Super Friends. Well... Yeah, no matter do isn't there this Green Lantern thing happening? Like, there's so much shit going on. Um, where is he? Is Ryan Reynolds coming back? <laughs> no, that'd be pretty. Yeah, it's more like this in the in the Justice League. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like a crazy fucking thing. So he wasn't wearing that at all. Yeah, oh no, I remember that suit. It. What happened to that suit? Well, what happened to anything? There's this whole thing they talk... I need to go back to it, but listening to podcasts talking about the continuity, he talks about his mother and his relationship with Atlanta, all that stuff. It doesn't fit with what happens in Aquaman. Hmm. And then he, and he goes to Atlantis in Justice League. It doesn't look like this. So this is what I mean. It's just, it doesn't... What are DC doing? Well, this is... Well, I see the mic. This is kind of like uh, Alien 3. This is the Alien 3 of um, the DC. It, basically, he's going to wake up after this. And all, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's sort of like... This they should Ripley. do one where they just kill everybody in the first five minutes, yeah, <laughs> and then continue. But I mean, they're I mean they're trying to do that whole thing with the Flash still meant to have his movie that's been long delayed, and yeah. people were thinking they were going to do. I don't know enough about the DC universe, but I know they've done like Marvel have many resets of the universe, and some of them have been done with the Flash using time and stuff, and they yeah. cross to a different dimension. So that's what they think they're going to do to like reset the DC universe, right? So they don't necessarily have to have Cavill be just another Superman, yeah, they but can maybe- recast reshuffle and just go Wonder Woman will again. be the same will be Gal yeah, Gadot keep one person come across or something or Aquaman come whatever because you know obviously with the MCU as well they had different Hulks but they kind of fit in yeah and they had different three different Hulks three different but Hulks but not any MCU two in the official MCU yeah so they had Edward Norton is basically the same character as Mark Ruffalo because William Hurt yeah 
get crosses Ties over. Across, yeah. And then there's also... And there's a post-credit scene in Incredible Hulk. So. Yeah, with Tony Stark. Yeah. And yeah. Rhodey as well, with different actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Marvel do it, do it but they just keep it. moving forward. Yeah. Like they have, but the thing is they have a very, again, you can hate it and I appreciate that. You mm. can prefer the DC films, but they have a much clearer focused vision and they're very meticulous about executing that. DC just seem to be making it up as they go along. So I think thematically this, this podcast as well, these two movies fit into this kind of like, oh, we're doing a soft, it's both, both of them kind of are doing, trying to change things. Yeah. Without changing anything. Yeah. They're kind of, that's what's very similar about both but, uh, Bumblebee and Yeah, they both Apple kind Man. of fuck things a little bit. But so they could they just want to be their own thing, but while yeah, of course correcting, but also while contradicting yeah, some, So basically like Last Jedi as well. Yeah, kind of. Kind like of basically shitting on anything else that's come before. Kind of. Not honoring any of the uh story, you know, the character. I mean this but, one Aquaman fits more with Wonder Woman, I think, in terms of what her film was like. Yeah. Yes. I think Wonder Woman was better, but like, but I would go back maybe to Aquaman more because it's such a mess. Um, but they yeah. both seem like they could be in the same universe, you know? So maybe, yeah, forget everything else and move forward from there. But again, I, don't, I still don't know how you bring Batman into any... Like, watching Aquaman, if you haven't seen Aquaman yet, then I'm sorry we spoiled it all for you. Uh, but you only need to know one thing. There's an octopus playing the drums, so... That's all, and that's great. That's an instant recommend. Um, but go and see it again. Or for the first time. And just the whole time, imagine Batman is existing in this world somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. It's just, it's impossible. It's ridiculous. Maybe um, I want to see a Batman Beyond movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I want, but I don't want. Do you want, do you like older <laughs> Batman? Do you like uh, the Dark the Dark Knight? Um, I'm fine with any type of Batman, to be honest. I'm less precious. He's the best. Him. He's the best. He's 100% the best. He's the best. But also, I just don't need to see him with any of these people. Like, I don't need You don't him. need to bring them together. No. I don't like Batman. Again, this is my problem with DC is like most of their characters work, but Batman just doesn't in this universe. Yeah. He never worked for me with all these other people. Yeah. At least not the Batman I'm interested in. What I really want to see a Batman movie is him as a detective because that's what these fucking men are be and they've never really shown him as a detective. What would be great is if like they just made Batman movies, right? And then every now and then he might try to fight Superman. Once but just, but they haven't made that many films. They haven't. They haven't taken the time to like MCU. And the, the problem is, I think Nolan wanted it to be dark, and he did that really well because you can do that with Batman. And then DC were like, okay, let's continue being dark with Superman. It was harder to pull off, and they did an all right job. Um, and then you can't do that with Wonder Woman. You can't do that with Aquaman. You can't do that with Cyborg, and like maybe with the Flash, but he certainly doesn't still fit really with Batman. Like, yeah. and if he does, you're in the Justice League world, which is a different Batman. It's not the same. It doesn't. It's not a Nolan Batman. So ooh, I don't. Know, I just say get Will Arnett. To, sure, he bring in Lego he, Batman. He, into he's the Justice a Batman. <laughs> he Will Arnett's Lego Batman is the Batman of Aquaman. Man, I just say separate it. I really do. But imagine like, he just could come correct with this. Go on with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, bring in your Flash, bring in your Green Lantern, let them all be in that more fun world that you clearly want to do and would probably make them more money hmm. um, and let Batman do his own thing. Just separate it. And I know people would go crazy because DC needs Batman in it, but I don't I, think I'll tell works. you who would exist in this universe as well. Scooby-Doo as well. Yes. So yeah. then, because you know how like Batman has the sold- The Transformers m- would exist in this movie. Yeah, Totally. If if these movies had that they had that level of um, openness, of flexibility, or like you know just you know looseness about them, mm-hmm. 
That would just be that's. I think that's what I want from Bumblebee as well. Yeah, I want them to be just super fucking loose, just loose and fun, which is the start of it to some extent. Because yeah, they, as I said, truck bodies on the alien planet that transform into <laughs> yeah. space vehicles. Yeah, but truck bodies makes no sense. But that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and then the Earth they go to is like an interpretation of Earth, and sure. they're just watching their funky. It would be like Ragnarok. It's like, basically, you got to treat Earth like the planet they go to on Ragnarok, where mm-hmm. it's just like, it's some loose kind crazy of... Crazy planet to do your crazy stuff on. Yeah. Sure. Ragnarok was also kind of like an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like... Um, I mean, Ragnarok, I get, again, I get why some people don't like it because it's, it sticks out as a sore thumb and that it doesn't, like, you follow it on legitimately. The end post-credit scene of Ragnarok leads directly into Infinity War. Which like tonally is just... Yeah, it's them meeting Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't see him, but he's on that ship. that mm-hmm. he, You can't... It doesn't work. <laughs> like, it doesn't no. move. Like, but it's such a fun film. Yeah. That most people didn't care. Um, if you're into that. But they earned it, didn't they? I mean, I feel so. But again, like, they, I always yeah. say to people with Ragnarok, do you like Chris Hemsworth when he's off camera? His comedy. Yes. Do you like Jeff Goldblum? Um, uh, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. And do you like Flight of the Concords? Uh, yeah. Then you're gonna love. Or like what they do in the what we do in the shadows, all that sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Korg was fantastic. Korg is the best. Yeah. And he's technically not dead. So. No, he's not. Well, could they say half of? Well, half of the um, what are they called? Everything. Well, yeah, no, but even before that, half of the um, what's his people? Thor's people. Oh, the the Asgard, Asgardians. Because yeah. yeah. when we turn up there's a throwaway line of Thanos has already killed half the Asgardians and half of them escaped from the ship. And then obviously he kills half the universe again. Mm-hmm-hmm. So there's maybe a quarter Asgardians so there's a quarter still Asgards left. around. No, you know, Cork's still around. Yeah. Cork's definitely around. Um, also, what's her face? Yeah. The Tessa lead. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. I hate you Thor 1 and 2 so much. Valkyrie. It's such a, yeah. such a blissful thing to have Thor Ragnarok. As yeah. Well. It's, and again, it's such a great risk. Like we're not, it's not about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. But again, it's a risk that they just went, and also like they've got a history of like really getting on top of their directors. Yeah, oh yeah. Like Feige would be basically directing, um, you know, Edgar Wright, and Edgar Wright just went peace. That was the one. I mean, that's the one big mistake they've made was fucking over Edgar Wright to yeah. the point where he left because yeah. that's the Ant Man film that. Can you imagine? I'd be fantastic because it basically still is. That's well, there the thing. are scenes that are definitely like that's an you Edgar know, that Wright. That was scene. definitely from Edgar Wright. Yeah, but yeah. her direction's just not there. Yeah, at all. Um, yeah, that's the one big mistake Marvel's made. Whereas Disney made that mistake every film, oh, pretty boy. much with with Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Um, and DC, they well, don't do it like that, but they just don't know what they they don't have a focused objective. No. And yeah, the, the logic isn't sound, as you're saying. They like Batman needs to be on his own. Um, primarily and you wouldn't hang out with this many people I think it's just a quintessential problem that yeah. they have is that yeah they know they can't split it people would be so angry if Batman wasn't turning up in these crossover films like in their universe but at the same time whenever they do it it's like well how do we make these two things fit because what's best for Batman and what's best for most of these other characters are not the same thing whereas with Marvel they're all in a similar sort of place the trouble they had was Thor mm-hmm. and I think they've just about figured that out now mm-hmm. um but otherwise, everyone kind of occupies the same space. Like, it makes yeah. sense. All these characters, you imagine them hanging out and being in the same world. Like, I don't think there's anyone in Marvel that have introduced, at least. But that's a great thing about Thor as well, though, um, is that they've made him more human because he's lost everything. 
He's the one yeah, in in that unit. Yeah, he's lost everything. And what I liked about Peter Quill as well, he was responsible for fucking all that up. Yeah, that is true. Which is great that they gave it to that. See, I don't like um, him. I'm over him. I've had saturation of what's his what's his name? Chris Pratt. Chris, I've had over saturation of right, Chris okay. Pratt. I think he's the Jurassic, the world. new Jurassic World movies are fucking garbage. Right. So I loved. Aquaman is way better than any of those Jurassic Park movies. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for a different podcast. Man. Oh, boy. I think Jurassic yeah. World 1 is way, I mean, vastly superior to Aquaman. Really? Yeah. Fallen Kingdom, I totally get why people oh, hated it. That's terrible. I hated it. I enjoyed the that first fucking 20 mansion? minutes. Well, that was terrible. What's going on Resident that Evil. It's just terrible. Terrible. But the first, the first half an hour of Fallen Kingdom, I was fine with when we're on the island. It's just normal. And just killing dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is not inventive. And I thought that would be the bit of the movie I hated. And then yeah. when they got off the island, it'd be fun. And instead, it was the opposite. I was like, can we just go back to the island, please? Because this is terrible. That um, mansion thing is just bananas. Yeah. No, but Jurassic World 1, man. I've, got, I've no promise with that movie. They like, should just call it movie. Jurassic World House Auction. <laughs> they should. Oh, mansion auction or something. I want, I'm was, excited for Jurassic World 3 now because they're finally getting to the movie Spielberg wanted to do for Jurassic Park 4, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom but dinos all over the fucking place it doesn't make any sense because they don't have thousands of them and you'd need thousands yeah, of them but the life finds a way it does so they just so feel like mate mating with grow. themselves and just yeah. popping them out yeah. you know little eggs everywhere yeah because it was a rich Jurassic Park 4 was meant to be that they escaped from the island and then Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum team up again to go and save the world isn't that it's kind of Lost World's kind of got that aspect to it a little it does bit. a bit at the end with the T-Rex I really out. like that movie I- <laughs> Muscle is pretty great. I like Lost World a lot. <laughs> the actually. first top hour is garbage, but after that, once they get on the island, it's yeah. pretty fucking great. Yeah. There is like that girl, she does that kind of um, somersaulting stuff. Oh, well, that's which is terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. There's some bad moments <laughs> in it, of course. I, I honestly like all the Jurassic Park films other than Fallen Kingdom. It's the first one I don't like, mm. um, which was really shocking to me because I love that director. He directed The Orphanage, which is one of my three favorite horror films ever made. He's a fantastic director. We're talking about Trevor, right? Uh, no, for Jurassic World 2. For, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, the yeah, Spanish yeah. director of The Orphanage. Yeah, that's great. he went on to do The Impossible. The, that Guillermo del Toro produced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an incredible film. So mm. I was so excited. I was like, wow, they're getting him to do a Jurassic Park film? It would be incredible. What? And I will say, like, I think the horror elements in Fallen Kingdom work much better. Like, they give more back to horror. Unfortunately, the rest of the movie is just so bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But, I think like, the act, like, I don't like Ron and, Howard's daughter. No. And Chris Pratt's like, they don't, I appreciate if you feel oversaturated, but he can be fun. Like in Guardians, he's so much fun. Yeah. But in that, it's like, he doesn't really have any good lines and he's just such an unrealistic character. He's always like, he's just building his house, <laughs> fixing his bike, catching flies in midair while he's talking to people. Like, he's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's some, I'd love to, did you do, did you do a podcast about that movie? Fallen Kingdom, we might have. Because there's bits, there's bits where he, they bring in other people where Chris Pratt should have been the one, the sole person solving it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in uh, uh, Last Jedi. Again, I don't mean to, but there's certain relationships established where um, Finn should have been doing stuff with Ray, but they bring in other characters for Finn to play with. Right. And then, yeah, it just felt like that with Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom. This guy was set up as like the the Renaissance dude, right? Who could kind of do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yet they'll bring in other people to kind of do the things that he should have done. Yeah. And so he became like a secondary player in this sure. movie. I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, 
I think we need to wrap things up, Brian. You yeah. Get off. It's been quite long. No, but are we waiting for other people to come here? Um, well, I really need the toilet. You might tell because oh, I'm boy. shaking a lot. Yeah, it's because it's cold. It's cold in it here. It's a little cold. I've been trying to warm it up for people. Yeah. Um, I need to turn that heater back on when the pocket's not. Uh, people are coming, but they're coming to do... So, yeah, to be clear to people, if you're listening, and this is your new... To be clear to people. <laughs> Sounds like... What's <laughs> happening? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what dates these are going up. They're going up as soon as we can, but we're doing our end of year podcast as we like to do. It's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be about... I think coming and going like 10 people or something we're going to set up just six mics yeah i don't want it to get too confusing for to have people shouting in the background because then you can differentiate voices a little bit more yeah and we're going to be uh going through we go through pretty much every film that came out that year and then we'll do a separate podcast for the games and then everyone has veto cards and signature selects we call it where you kind of cement things into nominations um and that becomes contiguous when someone then vetoes a film someone else is trying to signature select and then we have to argue it and put stuff so we're actually going to do it a bit differently this year we're going to have category winners mm-hmm. and then our top five or ten i'm not sure films of the year uh last year and the year before we just did our top 15 films and the top 15 games and we just argued that out this time we're doing more categories of things um so yeah we're going to be doing that though both of those podcasts will be up this week and they'll run long <laughs> they're normally like two and a half hours each or something because it takes a while and yeah. friendships are burnt oh, it's understandable this you need to leave a lot of time to, to do these these things you gotta, you gotta. I, I feel like we could still talk about bumblebee a bit i would honestly yeah i mean i'd love to do it properly but uh, I, I think we, uh, we kind of captured most of what we wanted to say about that. yeah honestly like uh, my overall thing is bumblebee i i like what bumblebee's trying to do more than aquaman but mm-hmm. bumblebee i just found to be so Middling. Middle of the road. Yeah. Whereas Aquaman, if you like it, great. For me, I hated it. But because it's such a mess, it has so much personality. Mm-hmm. And I would, yeah, I would 100% prefer that for any film. So yeah. just go all in, tons of crazy personality and make a mess of it. than just do something that's like very, very constricted, very middle of the road. Yeah. Here are all the 80 songs were calculated, you know, like that just is more boring. Whereas there, yeah, there were moments in Aquaman where, yeah, there was a um, the the score was interesting in parts. Sure. Um, but yeah, Aqua, uh, Bumblebee, yeah, I reckon just they should have just gone with a a score akin to what you would have found either on the TV show or in the nineteen eighty six movie, which was yeah, Cynthia, which doesn't say. That's my thing about all these movies that are set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, uh, It. Mm-hmm. It was like lines in there going, you know, I'm going to spray your hair with this, like Michael Jackson when his hair went up. It, like stuff like that, which kind of goes, oh, we get it. Very yeah, yeah. clever. You're in the 80s. Well, we're no. in the 80s. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah, with Bumblebee with the elf references or other shit that you don't need to talk about it. My favorite one is mid 90s for this stuff because mid 90s is like it. There's stuff there, but it's contextual. That's exactly right. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're in the 90s. Great. We don't need to talk about, yeah, Alice Cooper all the time and fucking Lisa Loeb and, you know, yeah. it's just, you're in it. Yeah. It's like some st- Stranger Things season one. Right. Whereas like, they had that music mm-hmm. and they didn't go too crazy with the product placement. Yeah. Whereas I, th- I haven't seen the second season, but I feel like they've been told that they, because they've got more money. They go more into. There's more tab and yeah, stuff I everywhere. Seen, yeah. I haven't seen it. But. Um, okay, so you're recommending our command, particularly if you're taking half an edible. Yeah, look, um, I, I just knew that it was the right movie to do that with. Yeah. Um, that being said, I did take an edible and saw Spider-Verse, and right. I still felt like that would th- that movie was completely immersive. Um, without. 
with with an edible it, like that oh, movie right. was just fantastic it actually lent itself that spider-verse obviously is a trip on its own anyway yes. and but with, yeah i think i might break i mean i'm not i don't yeah I don't get high, but I think if I did, that would break yeah. my brain watching Spider-Verse. See, I don't smoke. I don't, but being in California, so much. you know exactly what you I just, it's just been something I've been experimenting sure, with. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, I'm not saying that way. I'm just saying like, I can't imagine. I think I would be worried my brain would break with Spider-Man <laughs> oh because it's God. so trippy It almost anyway. did, man. It's it, so fucking crazy. But with Aquaman, um, for sh- it, it felt like, oh, I've got this, an, an edible that mm-hmm. feels appropriate with this movie. <laughs> right. And it helped. And you enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if I... And I do want to see it again. Because there's so many movies coming out which are just... And I think, you know, because we live in the age of Netflix and stuff like that. We do. It's getting harder to get people out to the cinema. It is. I've got the AMC stubs, the the past thing. So we go... I basically go and see a lot of movies now. Mm -hmm. Some of those need the extra um, push of, you know, a little bit of a recreational... Sure. To help get you through it while still kind of... And what I find with uh, the edible experience is that it takes you back or takes me back to when I was before film school and stuff, when I would just watch and just enjoy a film viscerally. Right, right, right. Not, not critiquing it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Which helped okay. me get through Aquaman. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. But either way, well, I think we're both saying see Aquaman just for different reasons. Like yeah. you genuinely enjoyed it for whatever reason. Well, I really didn't. I was aware I of the flaws. I was definitely aware of how bad it was at times. Mm-hmm. But then I'm just hats off to James and for having not given up on it. Yeah. I think he could have given up on. And you, no, you, sure. You could have taught. You could really. It could have really have shown in the way. It was, yeah. No, he definitely cares. You they, can feel, and you can feel a lot cares. of people in the film care. And there was like even moments, and I'll go back to my permission to get on board. There's a moment where he does post slow-mo of him walking down the car <laughs> and like with some guitar riff in the background. What is it with DC loving? Every fuck, hero has to have an electric guitar riff. I fucking, but I, I went, you're making a decision here, bro. I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> every D, like Wonder Woman has it. Like it's this thing where you have to have electric guitar riffs in DC and I don't know why. It's so weird to me. But anyway, but we're both saying see Aquaman, yeah, just for different reasons maybe. Bumblebee for the for I'm saying Bumblebee might be my favorite Transformers movie, but I don't yeah. think it's it's. I think it's kind of dull. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's just very meh. Mm-hmm. So other ones you might enjoy more, but if you've seen the other Transformers movies and for some reason you haven't seen Bumblebee, go yeah. and see it because it is, you know. And it, I, think I think we should encourage them to have female leads in these movies and mm-hmm. different directors. Yeah. I don't want my worry is not enough people see this and the message will be Michael Bay, you should come back. Yeah. That's my worry. And the producers should direct less. Yeah. Let the directors really yeah. do their thing. Yep. Which I don't think that will happen with um, Travis Knight. No. Um, his transition from Kubo to this for, to Bumblebee. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what he gets to do next. Yeah. Considering. Well, Ryan, it's been lovely having you, buddy. Thank you so much, Al. <laughs> Thank you. I hope this was uh, this is men's Al broken I think, pact. I think it was. Oh, yeah, we're we're good now, and I think our audio listeners have been riveted. Oh, I hope so. How could they not? It's been a joy. <laughs> we just fucking randomly talked about weird shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, please head over to weirdgeeks.com. You can also Geeks. email us through there. Thank you. Uh, at mail at weirdgeeks.com Geeks. or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. Geeks. Uh, <laughs> you're a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> 
um yep and please do subscribe please do rate it means a lot to us you can also then patch on out to our publisher who are a production company we are tessellate making movies out of london la and tokyo also doing other stuff which we'll be talking about very very soon um but for now you can also check out our feature film our first feature film for the company starfish at starfishmixtape.com you can go to all social medias it's also going to give you a little teaser thing there and it's going to tell you where you're going to be able to see the film at festivals and at theaters and digital and god i love that movie stuff you're a kind man. It's really great. Starfish is awesome. <laughs> You're a kind man. No. Um, uh, yeah, I'm on social medias as Mr. Alwhite, M-R-A-L-W-H-I-T-E. And also on Xbox if you want to play some video games, ride some ponies, Red Dead Redemption 2. What, what are your feelings about that? Do you think you should be able to jump? Do you think you love <laughs> traveling on that game? Let's not do it, man. That's too long. <laughs> not, we've already done two Red Deads and we've got one more left to do. We've got like six hours and we've got right. so much to talk about with Red Dead. It's yeah. too much. Too yeah. much. I mean, I have so many problems with that game, and I would still give it a nine or nine point five out of ten. Yeah. Like that's the thing about that game. Yeah. I got Hollow Knight Hollow Knight last game. week on special half price. Good game. Have you played that yet? Uh, no, I haven't played it through, but it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, how can people get in touch with you and see what's going on with well, you and your life and your movie? Um yeah, so basically yeah, FP two, Beats of Rage, we'll be getting some um screenings across the country. Um I'm but yeah, uh Add me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Mouth Wallet. Put your money where your mouth is, you essentially. Go. There you go. So uh, you can find me there. Um, but yeah, uh, just keep your peepers out. I'll okay. be I'll be uh, out there at some point. And when stuff's updated, remind me, and we'll talk about it on the podcast anyway. Whether you're on it or not, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about. It. Great. Uh, thank you for joining me. Hope thank we can chat again sometime. That'd be great. It's been cool. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, buddy. And we're out. Bow. I need the toilet so bad.